welcome to the Soundcast on Saturday the 12th of January 2013. First cast of the year! First cast of the year! Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Yeah. And Robert Kemp. My calves hurt. <laughs> He's got hurty calves. Calf. Calf. Is it calves or calves when you're talking about your muscles? Calves, I think. Why oh, wouldn't it be calves? Because it's not like I've got baby cows attached to my leg. Is that the exact same word, like, for baby cows of, like, calf and calves, spelled yeah. the same both ways? Yeah. Is there any, like, relation between calves and calves? Or a calf and a calf? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, cow legs. What about calf calves? <laughs> yeah, calves are four calves. <laughs> All calves are four calves each. Unless they're called something else on a calf, like men. My calves is men hurt really badly. It'd be more like babies. Yeah, or child. Uh, or babies. Those babies are really hurting. Oh, I'm really, I'm such painful children. <laughs> yeah, it comes called in the vet whenever your calves' children are really, really hurting. It's really confusing because they're presumably. If you if 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 cows can talk, <laughs> yeah. would they refer to their children as their children then, or like in general, or would they refer to them as their calves so as not to be confused with their children's muscles? So basically, if cows can talk, they'd be fucked with English because they've got enough specificity in this word. It's one word. They probably have their own vocabulary. I imagine. They could talk. Probably have fifty words for grass, like that, or fifty words for calves. <laughs> yeah. Probably differentiate between types of grass that we can only only dream of. They probably talk Jeez. about it like we talk about wine. What are you talking about? Like we can differentiate all kinds of grass. Yeah, I know, but maybe there's about a... DNA and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think we we don't eat grass. Maybe there's a way. There's a like a you know how we how we drink wine. You know, and we have ridiculous descriptions for how wine is like yeah. embodied oaky texture. <laughs> I'm sure they have the same in cow world. It's just yeah. flavours. That's not even specific to wine, really. Like, there's a lot of things that you could describe with unnecessarily complicated flavours if you want to. Yes, but it's just particularly stupid with wine. It isn't full-bodied. They use the same words for cheese and things. They use a lot, quite a lot, like full-bodied. Yeah. Uh, I suppose with cheese, yeah. But they don't, they don't describe yeah. them as classically as, ha- as a cheese doesn't really have a fujum. Fujum. Of, of, of uh, a frisson. No, they do sometimes. Not as bad as as wise, but they do talk about it in a weird way. <laughs> Not in the same way as yet you. Whereas uh, you, also, I've heard heard cheese described as coalescing a uh, a flavour. <laughs> That, that's not even a flavour-specific word. That's just a, like that's just someone being overly fancy about talking about what's like combining like. two things together. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it lessons, does it? <laughs> or, or, how, or how a wine flavour eventually resolves itself. Well, that one you can definitely <laughs> as, as, it say goes, as it goes through the through your palate. That's just saying. That's just another word for aftertaste, basically. Like, like the aftertaste's better than the rest of it. I think <laughs> is what he's trying to say. It resolves in. It's like a conflict. From like musical, the theory that resolves. I don't know the musical theory for resolves. Don't you resolve? Like I don't know musical theory, but it was like uh, you know the pattern of chords or whatever, and then you have to end it in a certain way for it to resolve properly. Otherwise, you get a weird feeling that it's not quite right. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. Resolve the chord or whatever. Resolve the 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 what they called sequence of chords. What's it called? Uh. Sequence of chords <laughs> that goes around and around in a in a song. A loop. Yeah. A bar. 
Pain. Can't remember. Progression. Progression. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Anyway, so if you put it into the context of I don't know, like the Universal intro or something. And then you just stop. Yeah, it's not resolved. Need to resolve. Bomb. It's like bomb. It's not the resolve of the chord. That's a completely different sound. I don't think you've changed the way you resolve it. I wasn't saying the last one was the resolve. It's like you couldn't just leave it where I left it hanging. You needed something else, but yeah, it perhaps over resolves. <laughs> it just dumped at the end. I'm surprised you don't use that super flowery language like in your discussion of pizzas because that's really <laughs> should really yeah. shouldn't I? I should connoisseur up. Exactly. Yeah, but there is no, no, there isn't anything to connoisseur about pizzas unless it's a very. It's like you're fucking not going to cheese is delicious on that. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the word fucking really helps with wine descriptions. Like oh, fuck, fucking oh, body veins, wine, <laughs> fucking gorgeous. Like there's very, it's like the only. It's because there's not really, there's very rarely any cases where you're going to have pizzas that come from the same place that have different flavors on. It's like if you're talking about Pizza Hut, it's the the Pizza Hut cheese. You don't get and like different pizza, kinds of yeah, cheese and the Pizza Hut base and <laughs> and the tomato. It's, it's the combination of everything. Yeah, they don't vary it that much, do they? No, they rarely do something where it's like, oh, this cheese special has, pizza has special cheese or, today. Or what the fuck is up with this base? It's like my cardboard <laughs> compared to the regular. Yeah. Lovely so most goodness. of the time you don't need to describe the different kinds of pizza because it's just like this pizza came from Pizza Hut and therefore it tastes like a Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Descriptive. Yeah. So what does a Pizza Hut pizza taste like? I don't know. Compared, but compare it and Asda in flouncy language. You can't. Well, the Asda you pizza is breadier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's but that's a base <laughs> choice though. <laughs> It's not necessarily because they're breadier in general. It's because the bases on the other pizzas are thicker. <laughs> they're a better word than breadier. <laughs> I think uh, comparing Pizza Hut and, and uh, Domino's would be more difficult and, and uh, flowery. Well, yeah, the, that is a classic. That the Domino's base and the Pizza Hut base is the most easily distinguishable one. What's the, the Domino's, Domino's, Domino's base has a flowery. lot? Yeah, has, a, has more, more flowery, a lot lighter taste, less dense. Well, that's depending a, on which base you get, the Domino's ones, though. Well, no, no, but it tastes the less one. dense. You know, it's, it's like if you were going down the yeah. full-bodied, light-bodied route, then, then, then the Domino's, Domino's is the lighter-bodied of the bases. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> it's less prettier. It's more prettier. It's, it's less, it's less loaf-like. <laughs> I, I prefer stuff less loaf-like in my pizzas. I think I, My mood varies. Loafier. <laughs> More loafier. <laughs> My mood varies. The, the cheese as well on Domino's is far, far creamier than other, other like, cheeses. I like it's that. like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, it's less mature. It's like a, on, it's like on, on Domino's pizzas, they, you know, the, the cheese flavour is less mature but creamy. So, so you would say a Pizza Hut pizza is, Mature and loafy. <laughs> a mature and loafy pizza. It's a full body pizza, that's what it is. Maybe that's the description of full body. Loafy. Mature. <laughs> loafy. That's great. <laughs> Solved. The mystery of Pizza Hut flowery language. <laughs> loafy.
Oh, I see what you did there with flowery. Then again, but then you get the, those other, like, anything that's not Domino's or Pizza Hut and are those other takeout brands. Like, to a lesser extent, Papa John's, but, like, Pizza Go-Go and yeah. Perfect Pizza and stuff, who all end up tasting the same, if you know what I mean. A bit like kebab shop well, pizza. Probably really. they use the same ingredients. They yeah. just buy bulk from, I don't know, whoever supplies bulk ingredients like that. I don't know who doesn't... Who would do that? Is it, like, some sub- subsidiary of Tesco's or something that do bulk to small businesses or something? I don't uh, know. It's like... Places it like, like Drake Brothers or... I don't know. It's probably people like that um, three four four three as or the food. Oh yeah, you see those vans around, right, don't yeah. they? Catering people. Although I think they just mainly do like pub food. Isn't so, Barlow so. World like a caterer as well? Is it? I, I can't remember what Barlow World is. <laughs> you, see, you used to see tons of those. <laughs> I thought that was like water softening or something oh, weird maybe. like that. Barlow World. <laughs> <laughs> that used to make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's hilarious. I haven't written a Barlow Chuck program for a while. It's a classic Hello World. We know a guy called Barlow, by the way. <laughs> Mr. John Barlow, who's given us all free beta keys to Dota 2 or something. Have you used it? I haven't, ex- I haven't even accepted it yet. I, I accepted it, but I haven't tried it. No, I haven't tried it. I will try it. I think I did accept it. I don't know if it's down. I don't think I installed it. But uh, I will try downloading it, maybe. Potentially. So yes, computer games. So the only way um, you can play Dota 2 for free then is if you get invited. Well, it's because it's still beta. <laughs> I know, but you can pay your way into it. Well, well as as is the case with a lot of things nowadays that claim to be betas. Did we give that the uh, the worrying trend? Yes, we did. Because yeah. I came up with that at the last. Oh yeah, that was one of those the classic. Oh, fuck, yeah, you're right, you bastard. Because I knew what the answer was, yeah. and then I let you guys talk about everything else first. <laughs> What's the worst giant bomb worst trend? Did they have a worst trend, or is it just best trend? Oh, they didn't like DLC on disc, was it? Oh, um, yeah, lots. Or no, DLC that should <laughs> have been in the game yeah. in the first place, yeah. like the Mass Effect. Just in general. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Fair dues. Which, which we mentioned as well, because it's pretty bad. Yep. It's pretty bad. News! What was the game <laughs> of the year again? XCOM. XCOM. Oh, that makes sense. That's fine. Was ours. No, no, ours was Good Wars 2, <laughs> yeah. which didn't appear on any other critic list. Time. time yeah, Time gave it Game of the Although year. I went and looked, I went and looked at the list and it was more like one guy at Time <laughs> who actually bothered to write a list. I, I, I found I it quite surprising, actually. they have a game department, do they, really? Because I thought Eurogamer might do it, but they gave to Fez, which was our runner-up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Interesting. I think it totally deserves it. Anyway, not to go over that again, but yeah. uh, I still stand by it. Like in classic, <laughs> in classic fashion, you know, we, we've had like two weeks to think about what we've done. And <laughs> yeah, but you still haven't played XCOM for a start. So. No, that's true. Yeah. I still haven't. You've yeah. only played some of all last two, but that's not that that's in the running, really. No, or was in the running. Yes, but <laughs> it's not any longer. But I don't think any of us have played something over the last few weeks that's really changed our thoughts on what we said. You're best place to have judged XCOM anyway, because you played the original and stuff. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. You like that kind of game, so it works out well. I am still but then again, Rob might have liked it tons. It's like Guild Wars 2, basically. I played the original Guild Wars. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but then Rob liked Guild Wars 2 so much. I am still psyched to play it, but it's not, I'm, I'm at that point. I will talk about it later because, like, I've finished some stuff this week. And, okay, uh, okay. I'll like, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to know what I want to tackle next. Really, <laughs> out of all the tons of things I've got that you shit, have to do, yeah, I got tons of stuff, but I just don't know wh- wh- where I want to start. I'll, 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 I'll quiz you later on, yeah, on what you recommend I should do next. 
Um, but news, what's happening in game? Yeah, what is going on? Uh, CES this week, right? There's some Steambox stuff going on. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this Steambox thing, because... Well, I'm not sure I understand what's going on quite. It's a bit weird. Is, is my Valve just gave a load of money to a bunch of random developers random to people. make Steambox-type things that are not really Steamboxes yet. However they want to And they're to going it. to make their own thing at some yeah, point. Yeah, they're going to make their own thing. And they were like, they kept going... It's like a focus group, isn't it? It's like, well, what do you think, what do you reckon you could do? Go go nuts, come up with something, and then we'll not do any of it. Well, they clearly want it to be open and so that anyone can make one of these things, which is kind of a cool... Because they're like, oh, okay, well, that worked for the P- PC back in the day, didn't it? But then surely it is just a PC at the end of the day. Well, it's, yeah. It's like, it, I don't quite get where the thing is. It's like, surely the whole point in releasing a Steam box is to make something that can be put on a shelf as a consumer product. And when you say anybody, do you mean like third parties, like PC manufacturers like HP or Dell and stuff? It's like, yeah. hey, get your Steam box. But... And there's still some fucking weird requirements with that thing, though. It's like, I know Gabe Newell has a real thing against Windows 8, so naturally yeah, he, he wants it, it to be Linux. Yeah. And it's like, that seems like a dumb decision. But they don't have Fucking to nothing runs on Linux. No, I know, but the ones they'll probably have to sell because that's the one he wants to make. Yeah, well, the Valve or the licensed it. Steam Point box, as opposed to a PC, would probably yeah. be Linux. The, yeah, the Valve one like, will be Linux for sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't get to you know if 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 Valve aren't selling this thing as a Steam box as a set thing. I think they will. One then, then that makes yeah. the name Steam Box make sense. This is a set package. If anyone else starts making them. Then it's a PC. Well, no one's called it a Steam Box technically yet, yeah, have they? That's no. just what the what journalists have been calling it because yeah. they think that's what Valve is going to do. Yeah, in, in <laughs> like a, this is a Steam Box prototype. In, in a way, all it does is sound like they're they're getting into the hardware distribution market with uh, with a set standard, if you like. I think that may be the one area where things could go well with this is if they lock down some kind of spec standard. So you know how like. I was trying to explain this to Zach earlier, and hopefully I've resolved it a bit more in my head now. But it's um, when you, when a lot of people design sort of these indie titles and these sort of mm-hmm. like arcade and what Xblar games, essentially they are targeting uh, a hardware spec similar to the Xboxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they port over to the PC, it's fine; everyone can run that. So if Steambox comes out and has the same approach and says, like, right, this is a Steambox-specified spec, if you're writing and you want your game to be tagged with playable on Steambox, then it has to work in this specific scenario, then we might have an interesting sort of standard. Like, I wonder if it will start equating to things like the Windows experience rating, where Steam can go, oh, your Steam rating is 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 at least one. And then when they define, like, spec two, for instance, it's like, oh, your rating is two or whatever. Oh, I you can run anything that's anything that's uh, marked as box one rated or box two rated. But how fast would they increase that? You that, well, dep- that depends on how often I suppose they release their own boxes. Well, they'd yeah, start being controlled. They wouldn't just they, not if, they would start at one. They'd start with a range. It would be like well, no, because they they use the presumably I would guess they'd use the same grade on PC as well to show like how more how much better than a, a Steam box your actual. PC uh, I know, is. but the risk with that is like I'd, I'd say they you know put it as like one plus because the problem is is that if they if they haven't yet defined the next spec, then surely the rating is meaningless past what's specified. 
Those ratings are because easy then, for a start the anyway. Next, it's like the Windows game. rating is completely Yeah, I know. Focused. It's not accurate. In the window, but the Windows one isn't geared up for gaming, so it rates like some elements of your system like much more harshly than it would, and it, perhaps it should, for a gaming experience. Like, you know, CPUs get... The most games don't need a ridiculous CPU in there. So it's like anything above an i7 is kind of the, the equivalent. Yet Windows will dock your points for... Um, for stuff like that. Um, and hard drive access speeds, for instance, doesn't really make a massive difference to the experience of your game because most games are optimized for DVD read speeds from the Xbox. <coughs> That's true. Which, so, yeah. Unless it's a PC game specifically, in which case it's a whole other ballpark. But I think we're still going to have I mean, to it's wait. A, it, yeah, it's weird. As it we don't know what's going on. I think Linux is a... It, it, if, if it is going to be Linux... That's, that's a weird move. I don't know. I think it makes sense. Because well, they, they're, they're the only people... Are they really going to get people on board is my problem with that. Well, they're the only people... They're, Valve are probably the only people with the actual power in the market to be able to get people on board. No other... No other. Um, you know, Steam makes tons of money, not just for Valve, but all the people that sell games through it, all the publishers and stuff. And if anyone can put that pressure on the PC games industry to like move towards supporting Linux as well as Windows, it's Valve. And also, the trouble with Linux is that like, right, well, the graphics drivers aren't good enough right now, so they need improving, so they're going to have to work on it. Well, let's put this in a different way. Who's going to buy one? What, a Steam box? Yeah, really. Cool. A Linux-based box that sits under your TV that at launch will have very little content for it. Well, don't, I mean... You could just install an emulator like wine or whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. don't want to run your games on wine on, on Linux. Well, it'll give I mean, you more options. You I wouldn't mean, be able to run any of the really big stuff. That's true. Really don't extended. get me wrong. I, I understand the concept of, uh, you know, I understand the draw between someone hooking up a, a PC to their TV and playing mm. games that way. That sounds like a great idea for a lot of things. And Big Picture is a great interface. You know, it's 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 pretty nice. Um, but that's, that's kind of an enthusiast thing. I'm sure there's tons of people like, who... Who already have a Mac and a PC, and they could just do all their work on the Mac. And the only reason they have a PC is to have it for games, and yeah. they have Windows. Well, I think- and they could quite. E- and I mean, like even on the, the giant bomb people, you hear them saying that they have their TV hooked up with their computer in big picture or whatever. Yeah, and I'm sure they do most of their actual work on Macs. Yeah, they I mean, do, they certainly yeah. do in the office. Yeah, they work on Macs, of course. So the only reason they really have that PC is to have it for the games, and if you could do it as an, a special box, yeah, yeah, they probably right. would. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. my, 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 the biggest argument I have here is that actual fact, all you, really, all you really get at the moment from putting your PC onto a big screen TV is a slightly faster console. You know, you can put your games that you would normally play on a console in 1080 running at a nice speed, which begs the question, when the new consoles <laughs> come out, why wouldn't you just buy a fucking console that can do that? It's because, because can... it will be cheaper. It'll be more supported. It's like it might it, not be cheaper than one of these Steam boxes. It, it might be competitive. The game certainly won't be cheaper. <laughs> well, I don't know if the well the games probably won't be. No, but. The machines themselves are, and they've got a track record. They're what people go to as, an, as a known thing. The Xbox, for instance, ma- the majority of PC games are an easy port to and from Xbox because they have similar architectures that are built on DX. What you're asking with Linux is for someone to make games on another platform, which would raise the platform stakes to, what, four? Really? You know, your Windows slash Xbox, your PlayStation, your Wii, 
Wii U language, whatever the heck that is. Don't really know a lot about it. And now Linux, you're adding another platform to the mix. I don't, or they I'm, just make a, some kind of DirectX type thing on Linux. Well, that's what I think they're going to have to do. Yeah. They, they'll just have to do really good graphics libraries for Linux with all the middleware that people... Don't get me wrong, Linux can do it, but everything done on Linux is OpenGL, which is no slouch, but it's just another tech that developers are going to use for. I think there's going to be significant reluctance from developers to want to do this i suppose it's up to valve to like uh lead the way with that stuff if that's what they want people to do and that's what they're trying to do right because it's at, it's yeah. in beta now open beta right you can run what it feels what, like a hard sell on, on can you run t- there's various source games you can now run on the next right yeah i think so yeah oh, no. it just feels like a hard sell if you know what i mean mm-hmm. at the end because if it was anything else then it's i'd Personally, it's like I don't, I don't particularly get it because if I w- wanted to play PC games, I have a PC for that. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and it runs an OS that well, I can do everything on. Mm-hmm. If I want to, you know, Windows, Windows to me is still the only OS that I could do everything that I could possibly want to do on it. Like Mac, fine, can do games, can do music. I mean, so I can do like graphics, and I can do music, and I can do mm-hmm. I can do worky stuff um, and music. Um, but I can't play games on it because it's shit for that. Linux has exactly the same problem. I can do the most geeky things I could imagine on Linux. Probably have a have a ball in that landscape better than I can any other one. But there's rubbish game support and in general rubbish software support if you want to do anything with like Pro Kit. It's like it's a developer's paradise, but for everyone else it's terrible. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's just the ecosystem isn't there, and maybe Valve are trying to make that, but it's a massive long shot, if you ask me. Well, I'm sure they probably have some idea of what they're doing. <laughs> they don't usually make big mistakes. Well, they do make mistakes occasionally, Valve, but I mean, they've been quite um, canny about how they've grown from just a normal software developer that happened to make a really good game into this like giant of the industry in a way. You know what it feels like. Valve pulling an Ouya, but with a name behind it. Because Ouya is kind of the same thing. It's, a, it's going yeah, to be... Yeah, but a... <laughs> different in terms of, like, Ouya's, like, crowdfunded and <laughs> yeah. weirdly, like... Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. That's not the same as Valve. Yeah, but it's the same concept. They're trying to put a small console onto your telly that's again that's, <laughs> yeah, working then, in, that's working in an environment that's not suited for the telly yet that has no that that doesn't yet have much support i mean it's android but what's the control mechanism going to be for this thing really it's yeah but at least the steam box is <coughs> and theoretically windows if you wanted to be you can install but that's the thing then it's a pc why is it a steam box like why do i need a, a branded steam box thing if i'm gonna have to go in and hack windows onto it what's the point of that I don't think they expect the average person to who buys a Steambox wants exactly. to pack Windows yeah, no onto one's, it. No, that, that, that's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a useless well, argument. You can, and I'm, I appreciate them for not locking it down, but it's a useless argument as a selling point. It's not though. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's people who have way too much money who who'd even like buy it as a. 
All these people buy like like raspberry pies for no reason. Yeah, they're like they're cool and they're only fifty quid. But what are they actually doing with them? Nothing. Like I think people have got two of them. Like we. Yeah, but that stuff's not going to change the market. No, these raspberry pie enthusiasts. Raspberry pie is a success, but it's not changing the world. No, it's still only the first step. It's just like all of these new stupid things are the first version of something which theoretically could do something better in the future. So I read an interview with, first with Newell, Gabe, Gaben, and some of the things he was saying were, um, like, he seemed, they seem to be, he's hinting that they're interested in, um, like, uh, the technology for wirelessly bro- broadcasting the um, the monitor signal, the vi- video signal. So it's like, it's not, oh, we want a box in everyone's t- living room attached to their TV. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter where it is, because you'll have a dumb heads, like... You can go to it at your yes, desk. I did, I did, you can no, go to yeah, it at your TV. Okay. That kind of stuff is cool. To flip it around, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confused by their concept as you know what the console itself would be. But some of the tech they are researching for this thing, yeah. has legitimate interest. The other thing like is the low latency controller stuff control, that they yeah. can. Well, they haven't talked about low latency motion, just general. Low like, latency. Let's, stuff. Yeah, let's just get low latency like in the controllers wirelessly a bit better than. They have talked a bit about, well, not, it's not motion control, but he was saying, oh, okay, this is, okay, the pinnacle of motion control for me was actually Wii Sports and it wasn't even that great. Like, we don't think <laughs> that it's, but, and he was saying that, oh, okay, the reason why it's not great, you get involved when you're moving your whole body, but actually in terms of information transfer, your highest bandwidth is through your fingers. Hmm. And uh, when you start moving your arms, it's like going back to like a, a 56K modem. Broadband. <laughs> guess, yeah. So, but he was saying, oh, okay, what, what can we do? And, and, their thing seems to be like biometrics, so like heart rate and stuff like that. How can we use that that you're not even aware of to like inf- change the game? Not something you're directly in control of, but something vitality sensor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's literally doing the vitality sensor. I think stuff like that. So that seems that'll be interesting to see how that stuff. Did you see the Microsoft thing with the like projector or something? Thing? I don't know. Just, like, <laughs> some of these ideas just seem to be like well, people. Nintendo tried that and gave up. Nintendo on it didn't much. try that though. No, they were like they announced it and they were like, no, nah, that's not. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know what? It takes something for Nintendo to give up on an idea. Yeah, I don't think that was their, really their decision so much. I have a feeling that was more of a fourth because it was no because that was the thing with the Vitality Sensor, wasn't it? They were like. We're only going to release this if we can get it to work on like ninety nine percent of people, oh, and yeah. they couldn't, so they didn't release it. Oh, yeah. Which I guess is fair enough, really. That's a good reason for not releasing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. If yeah, it's, it's not going to work with enough people, well, we'll see what plans they have. So yes, well, well, I suppose there must have been something in it for Nintendo to even remotely consider it, but not not yeah. But that's where Nintendo, that's the opposite for Nintendo. Any stupid peripheral they release, providing they can make make one game for it and then fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, maybe that's another part of the reason why I didn't release it. I really don't see that working to anyone's advantage, like heart rate measuring stuff. Because that's surely that's gonna. That's just be... an example. I'm not sure. With exactly like any fitness game, game sure. that is goes in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that in that very specific and any market, horror game, then put that in there. There you go. It'd be more that sort of thing, I imagine. If right, okay, in the horror stance, if you're not being freaked out by the game and your heart rate is low, what the fuck is the game doing, in fairness? It's like, that, surely that can only really be used as a testing metric, not necessarily a, what can the game possibly do if it's pulled, like, this moment out and you're sitting there going, meh, 
Well, it has to be dynamic, probably. It's like the director or something. Yeah, but how bad could it really get? Was it? What is it going? What is a horror game going to do? Because it's, that suddenly, isn't that kind of the point of a horror game? And that it has to be a perfectly balanced, like ballet of events, in order for the horror to actually work. If it's having to sort of fudge it somehow based on you, then. I think that's going to be the really, worst thing. They like, already tried that before with that dumb Silent Hill game where it's like, do a psychological test at the start and then it customizes the game to your... <laughs> but apart from that one, was kind of bad. But yeah. <laughs> it's like they're testing the, the theory. Mm. I don't know. The only idea that comes to mind where maybe it's applicable is like if it senses that you're tense and causes some kind of insanity effect like an internal darkness. Yeah. That's the only scenario in a gaming context I think where it may make some sense it's like shit I've got to calm myself down but who wants to calm themselves down as part of playing a game (laughs) part of why I play games is to get excited and worked up and to have the experience I don't know it it, it sounds dumb to me really dumb I think one of the main things about Valve though that I kind of trust them on is that when they like test things like when they're i mean it means their games take forever to actually make <laughs> but they always iterate over and over again and when they have an idea they try it and then they just they keep tweaking it and try yeah. it and try it again over and over yeah, again the, yeah the weird thing is is that they're being kind of open with it this time yeah which is mm. not valve which yeah. suggests that these things are ideas they've been going over and over and they still sound dumb <laughs> Yeah, because they'd only talk about stuff that wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unlike them to do that. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. It is a bit out of character. Anyway, we shall see what's going it's on. The theory. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not commi- I'm willing. I'm absolutely. And all that came out very negative from me. But it's like I'm. I'm absolutely. I'd love for Valve to be a bigger player, but it's just I, the way they're going about it at the moment. From what we know, yeah. I think we probably just Push, don't know much. Yeah, it pushes all my doubt buttons at this point. Yeah. Anything else going on at CES? Uh, there was that NVIDIA about? thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Project was quite Shield. funny. Well, the cool thing about that is that you can, like, stream stuff from your from your PC, right? Like, in full HD. Yeah, apparently. You're, so you can, like, play any game, presumably off Steam Big Picture, probably. <laughs> Maybe. And Presum- the, within your house. They've done, basically bed, done a Wii yeah. U for your hands. Yeah. But it's kind of a dumb-looking thing. Because the thumbsticks have to be like recessed because the because it's a clamshell, mm. so it's like a bit weird. I mean, it'd be cooler if they like popped up. That's what it should do. Because you need you need it. You know, I mean, the DualShock. I don't think the 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 stick placement on the DualShock is as good as the 360. And uh, yeah, um, the sort of but, weird um, off. It, I've always been slightly like confused. It's like, how does that? Why does that work? work? But it does. Yeah, it totally does. It's sort of weird off center. Well, it's because your prim- your primary, like your left thumb, is the one doing movements. So that's like the primary, so that needs to be in the more natural position. But then the right hand one is in the less natural position because then the buttons are in the natural position, and often the buttons are kind of important. I guess, but I play a lot of FPS on console, and then surely the stick is the most important part of that equation. But maybe they should put both the sticks up top and <laughs> see how that feels. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I yeah, don't they, like they, doing they, that. They, they did. Nintendo did that, though, didn't they? Did they? Where they have the? Or was it Sony? One of them. One of them has the, where the sticks are above the buttons, doesn't it? Or that, that might be the Wii U controller. Yeah, is that the, the Wii U controller? I think it is. I think it? the right stick on the Wii U is quite high. Yeah, it's oh. like above where yeah. the buttons are. Oh, what on the on the the thing with on the, the screen? On the pad. Oh, yeah. I've not tried that. That's interesting. 
that's not unlike Nintendo. They usually have the buttons right, absolutely, probably. Well, they kind of agreed with Microsoft, didn't they? With, like when yeah. GameCube design. Came that's true. Although that little yellow stick was was a bit far Wasn't down. Stick. Okay, no, no. <laughs> well, that was just four it, buttons. In yeah, the yeah, basically. yeah. That yeah was in fairness, yeah. That, at that point, the, like Nintendo made a bit of a mistake, I guess, there because they underestimated the importance of the second stick, and it was only yeah. included as a replacement for what were the camera buttons the on C the N sixty four pad. Yeah, yeah, C buttons. Yeah, and so didn't really make it a proper stick. Mm. Yeah, it didn't quite work. Plus the feet. Uh, to be honest, like the, the GameCube sticks were were well. The main one was they, fine. they were okay, but they weren't great. Like the, the, the something about the texture on the you know that weird ringed thing. It was supposedly for grip or something, but it wasn't any yeah. better than having the dimple like on the Xbox pad. <laughs> and I'm not and the PlayStation not... ones have always sucked because they're weird mushroom head. And I'm still not sure about their. I don't think it was. I think it was a stupid pattern or something. Or someone, somebody thought of it and they patented it. But having the diamond, the star shape around so that your stick would, like, it's not round, right? It's it, it, it makes it's it better. Yeah, yeah. It makes it better for fighting games. Yeah, but, for fighting games. Yeah, but, but yeah, for, average. Yeah, for uh, general FPS control, it's a bit of a pain. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't have such the fine grain control on the C stick that you do on the. Xbox pad. So anyway, Nvidia. But, yeah, but in, in a weird way, it's like if that if that's the what they want to try and do, and say like, okay, uh, we want to make a a Wii U like accessory for it. Actually, that form factor is probably quite good because it's not I mean, really it, a portable machine, is it? It's something to have around <laughs> the house, and it's like in that form factor, it's going to be probably the most comfortable form factor you can have for comfortable. It. Well, if it, you want to talk about things that seem pointless, that's got to be more and more pointless. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. Oh, the it's, Wii U. It, it has a point because it's like now you can turn off the TV and play the Wii U. Yeah. Whereas if it's over, if it's linked to your PC, it's like well, I can just go to my PC. <laughs> yeah, well, it it's has, not like yeah. you can use yeah, the yeah, PC no, to do other stuff at the same time. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And maybe maybe they've tackled a market that exists even less than Steambox. Well, be like if you had your PC attached to a TV, but someone was using the TV, so you needed to get out the well, I guess whatever the fuck like, this thing I is guess called. it's conveniently compatible with the Steambox theory okay. then. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe, Or maybe this is some precursor to them working with Valve, or trying to set show Valve. It's like, can we me too. I think the main idea with this thing is to play games independently on it using its chip. It's, it's fast... Uh, yeah, mobile graphics chip. It's what Tigra pad. Yeah, it? it's their 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 latest Tigra stuff. But the the problem was, as Eurogamer pointed out, like they've kind of shot themselves in the foot already because they are. You can see those chips are just going to get better and better every year, and the thing's going to be obsolete within a, a year. There'll be a new one with a better chip in, and that will keep happening because mobile because they're making the chips for mobile phones, right? I guess yeah, yeah, or whatever. Tigras get used so in they, some mobiles, but mostly tablet type things so these things are definitely going to improve very fast faster mm. than and if you invest in one of these things you know it's not like getting a vita it's going to be obsolete yeah in that sense i wonder how you target stuff in android land like you <laughs> yeah, know how know. when you target stuff on ios you pretty much know what you're getting into because it's like oh this is designed for they're the only people for gen the ipad so yeah. you know this is you know, there's some very which is what you know. Why I thought the Steambox spec rating was a good argument because you know you, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. So when when there are so many Android handsets and so many varied hardware things, how do you target a, a certain power rating, or how do you inform the consumer that their device could do this? It's a good question. I don't know what happens with Android because there must be Android developers pushing the boundaries of. Of phones. I mean, you know. admittedly, that problem has always existed in the PC landscape, but you know, I guess yeah. people, 
people are sort of used to it by now, but that must be so hard in Android land. Because you don't really it's have just the return of the options screen, basically. You don't really know what your specs are. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you just maybe. know you have a phone if you're an yeah, average consumer. You yeah. don't know. You've, it's not like PCs where they have the specs written on the box when you bought it. Like a phone, it's like, yo, you bought the new Samsung thingy. But you're yeah, not maybe, looking at the specs. Maybe, maybe Zach's right. Maybe we're coming into the age where the specs will matter. Well, mobile, no, no, mobile games to, will have options. Yeah, you have right. to make, you'll have to make games more scalable to a more liquid yeah. form than a stepped form. Interesting. You know, iOS games like scale themselves, don't they? If it works out, you're playing an iPad too, as opposed to iPad one. <laughs> some of them will turn on. So. Well, it's because there's not, like you said, that's not. There's not very many steps there. Yeah, so the game already knows how to optimize yeah. itself. Same weird, yeah. weird old landscape coming up <laughs> with that stuff. I wonder if Steambox will have to allow you to do that as well, I guess. I think we really just don't know enough about the Steam. Box. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like you could you could make the assumption that in this that people are a bit more techno savvy now, and so might um, know how to work an option menu more because that's one of the, you know that's one of the draws of consoles, isn't it? You don't have to deal with that shit. Yeah, it's um. Well, who knows? I say you don't have to deal with that shit. There's some weird options now. Like I like how Call of Duty had to set you for a setup process before you even let let you play the game. Like it, it lets you sort of it does the classic thing like screen adjustments. It's yeah. like can you see all these four arrows and all that stuff and yeah, it runs you through that before you start the game up. That's cool. Rather than it being an option. Or, or how would you like your sound? You know, that kind of stuff. Which of these which of these sound balance options is to your taste? Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the CES news, I guess. Pretty much. Any other uh, gaming news of late? Late um, of? I've really heard of. THQ are more boned? Yeah. They oh, no, before. they are so boned because they were <laughs> trying road. to file for bankruptcy but got blocked in some way. Yeah, well, they were really trying right. to file for bankruptcy and make a sale at the same time, basically. They yeah. were trying to file for bankruptcy and sell to a guy that they wanted to sell to, but then the, the, what they were blocked from doing was making that sale. So they can still be bankrupt, but then they have to do a regular-ass auction of all their assets. Yeah. So they can't just give all their assets to a guy they want to give them to. They can, they have to sell to whoever buys them. <laughs> so did they not make enough out of the humble THQ bundle? Apparently not. Yeah. That sold pretty goddamn well. That was before that, though, really, wasn't it? That was like I as they were about to announce that they were bankrupt. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> They're boned. It's a shame. But that means, but that does mean that, like, I don't know. That, it almost seems better this way in terms of like sending IPs to places that could potentially make good stuff. I'm trying to rather than just recreating the company. Yeah, yeah, basically. that's true. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, THQ have they, they what are their big franchises at the moment? Saints, Saints Row, Row, Darksiders, Company um, of Heroes, and Old Dawn of War, and all that. All that stuff is taken. Yeah, out. and the wrestling shit, but that will get renegotiated, of course, because. That's more on the wrestling than it is on TQ. Yeah, yeah, who they want to make their Dark game. Darksiders, did we say? Yeah. yeah. Who would take over those IPs, you reckon, as a publisher? Those RTS guys who are making uh, Company of Heroes 2. Is it 2? 2. Mm, it is 2. They just made a load of 1s. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I don't know what that team's going to do. Or whether they'll just get sold wholesale and just go somewhere else. Actually, there's a point. What's going to happen to the to that, that the, uh, to stuff that's not come out yet? Yeah, there's some stuff in development. Isn't there? Like the next exciting instalment in the Saints Row <laughs> franchise. Yeah, indeed. Well, Saints Row is like the only one that anyone can buy that. And yeah. just, I mean, with Saints Row, I'd say that's a less 
developer specific kind of game. Mm. So it's like it's an open world. I don't know. It's volition. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 very trademark volition. Though. Well, that's true. Well, then volition can just get bought in one lump. I hope, I hope volition do, do all right out of this. They're they're, they're my favourite out of that, that those studios. Although it's Relic, isn't it, that handled the RTS? Side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Relic are pretty good as they're well. They're pretty cool. Yeah, volition and Relic. Let's hope they do well. Yeah, we they, they deserve it. But yeah, sad times. <laughs> Even not not so long after they redesigned the THQ logo as well. <laughs> they redesigned redesign that quite a few times. Almost. <laughs> Maybe that's where all the money was spent. It's like we needed to make this Q slightly bendier. <laughs> slightly more circular in nature. Or oh, it's going to cost you. Oh, <laughs> How perfect a circle do you want? <laughs> How circular a Q. Oh. In other news... Got an electric razor, right? News about Rob's face. Well, I've never really—I've never used one of these before. I've always been sort of a traditional shaver, yeah. so I got fed up because I don't know shaving. To me, I, I like letting my beard grow out quite a bit and then trying yeah. to take it off. But I find it kind of painful, yeah, like, using like especially down the around the lip area of your face. It's like it's kind of awkward. So I. I so no man ended up getting me one of these things for Christmas in a in like a, a Philips Senso touch. Oh, you got Philips. Um, I use Philips. Yeah, it's a different. Um, you, apparently, different you're not supposed to change to the other style ever. Like once you've used the round ones, you <laughs> cannot go back to the, which doesn't make any sense. I'm sure that's just bullshit. It's just marketing <laughs> it's bullshit. Like, it's, be, yeah. it's like no, it changes the way your hair face goes or something. Anyway, but I quite like the round. The, the but round it's like, what, I was, was going to say, like, how, how do you like use them properly? Because it did a pretty good job of around my cheeks and stuff. It was okay yeah. under the jawline, not brilliant, but around the lip area it seemed terrible right like it left tons of stuff there and then i had to get like the traditional one out and finish it off admittedly that's still better than using the traditional stuff to try and well that's how i always do, the do it bit. mainly yeah. because i'm extremely lazy and therefore i only shave like once every fortnight or something <laughs> by the time it's grown into almost a problem yeah I'm, I'm a two-week shaver but it's right. just like you just use well the way i do it is because my one has like a long hair trimmer on the back yeah so i go long hair trimmer over everything to start with just oh, okay. to take it down to the same level then do regular electric razor to get off as much as you can and then get out the regular razor to, to actually get off. a proper shave yeah maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing I should take um, but apparently I mean people say supposedly if you shave like literally every day with an electric razor your face gets used to it and then it actually gets you a proper shave well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to go, like, be, be super smooth all the time. You know, I like this level of gristle. Yeah, so I think we're probably just screwed, is the, the basic yeah. fact of it. I mean, it has got it did, did come with a different head, so I can take off the, I don't know, the flower, or whatever you want to call yeah. it, the circular things, and put on, like, a, a like a trimmer, basically, like a... Yeah, oh, okay. You know, like, like how they always do your sideburns at the, at the, at the barbers. It's a... And it's, so I could put one of those on, and I wonder if that would be appropriate for all around the mouth area. But it looks kind of terrifying because it's like one of those side to side looking. <laughs> well, that's what we've got on the back of yeah. of our ones. Yeah, just flips out. 
yeah, that's they didn't think that through in this one. Completely separate heads, okay. yeah, and they're really like well seated. So like, oh, right. yeah. Well, it's because they've got all kinds of fucking ridiculous mechanics in there. Like when you pull them thing up, oh, yeah, the top of the it's like yeah. all these bits poking up all over the place. Jesus Christ! I also found it kind of funny because in the little book it says, "Yeah, you should probably clean this every yeah. um, every month or so." Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and then I, I opened it up like by accident while I was trying to pull the head <laughs> off, and it's just like. Fucking hell. every month, this shit is full. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it like full. I'm, I'm going to clean this now. Don't blow on it, because otherwise, yeah, you get hair all in your eyes. Do not blow it. That's Wash it under water. Tip it into the sink. <laughs> also, dry or wet? <laughs> dry, because I'm extremely lazy. <laughs> Dan's got no opinion. Oh, I just use the electric one. Well, well, you can use the electric one. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, I do dry. dry, dry. Okay, I'll try a dry because I did a wet because I've got foam. I find it, the skin kind of sticks. (laughs) It doesn't, like, glide over when it's wet. So I was waiting until it's dry. Well, I find it's a lot more about, like, you're not, that's the thing with electric razors is you're not, like, in one smooth motion, you're like, 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 <laughs> little you tiny grinded you go in circles I suppose you don't get so much stuff stuck in a straight one do you or? well it's got like it's sort of like an open space under the blade where the oh, so it still, has a, sort of, it still has a sort of grid yeah thing yeah okay but yeah so there you go man, the, man, the, man discussion over I just, I just I had to know I didn't need to know if I was doing it right <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I think you do it fine and, and you know I, over and over and over it and for the last week like since I last did it, I've had this one hair. Oh, that is the worst! When like, you get one right in the corner, yeah. <laughs> and I keep, I keep playing with it. Yes, that's the worst. So I'm sat there at my. Well, admittedly, I'm lucky that I'm <laughs> not in an office, but I'm sat at my my desk, going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my tongue just like. Just pushing it back and it. forth. Just yeah. cut it. Just get yeah. forked like that with the razor. <laughs> just not been asked. <laughs> it's why what normally happens when I do it is like when I shave and I'm like I do it as best I can in the morning and then like six hours later it's like okay now stroke your face and find out where all the hairs you missed are and then shave them off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. takes the mick out of me every time I shave because he just immediately looks at it and goes, "You missed a bit." Yeah, it's, exactly. like, it's like fuck off. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> Unless you can feel it, you can certainly. You can see it if your eyes are about an inch from my face. <laughs> I think I can live with that. So anyway, yeah, shaven, manliest of topics. I'm sure that I thought of another bit of news that was actual news before we got onto that, but oh, I yeah. forgot it. Again. <laughs> Come on! Oh wait, no. I well, it's not technical, te- technically actual news. It's more just like I want to bitch about it. All oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I'm actually loaded up Origin for the first time in quite a long time the other day and are you going to play Mass Effect 3? <laughs> not yet oh, damn it <laughs> I loaded it up and then it patched Battlefield obviously three and a half gigs yeah quite a big patch take Rob like five minutes to download yeah exactly fibre but so um, that's news I've got fibre bitches get fibre if you can get fibre you must have fibre have fibre that's not news <laughs> but yeah I booted up Origin and then there was a thing on the front page which was like special deal on SimCity oh sweet where it was like because you know, it's like the digital. Oh yeah, it's not even the digital deluxe version. It's the limited edition version is like sixty quid, and then the digital deluxe version is like seventy quid. Holy fuck! Because yeah. they're just like bastards. complete bastards being wow. yeah, yeah. But it was like it, so. This thing pops up. It's like special offer. Buy the li- buy the limited edition, 
and get 40 quid of vouchers. And I was like, wow, that makes it like 20 I, quid. I remember this now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I went to the page and looked at it, and then I went and read the small print, because obviously it's EA, so obviously read the small we print. We always read the small print. But it, it was a completely retarded offer, because it was like, it's like 40 quid of vouchers, but it's four 10 quid vouchers that you can only use one for purchase, oh. and you can't use them on any DLC. <laughs> So anything I would have bought on Origin, like, for example, the Battlefield DLC, that costs about 10, 15 quid each, can't use it on that. And you also can't use it as one 40 quid vendor on one big game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I guess fuck that then. (laughs) They did did have one deal that seemed relatively interesting on Origin the other day. It's not (laughs) a great deal per se, but it wasn't too bad. It was like if you bought two pieces of... DLC for Battlefield, they'll upgrade you to a premium, mm. um, so you get all of them. Mm. Premium. Um, I don't know if that's still happening or not, but I was partially tempted when I saw that. Yeah. It's like, hmm. it's like if only I'd been able to, use, if only I'd been able to use those vouchers, I would have probably yeah, yeah. bought Battlefield premium stuff. It's a bastard, that, that, isn't it? Yeah. God damn it, SimCity. That's, that's a shitty not deal deal. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that was the that other... was the expiry date. That, yeah, that was the other thing. The, the expiry date was when SimCity comes out, so that's like March. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you'd have to buy something that you could spend 40 quid's worth of vouchers on, on Origin by March. You'd have to do it one per purchase, right? Yeah. So you have to buy four things. Four things. things. <laughs> four actual games as well, because you can't use them on DLC. Yeah, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> the worst yeah. deal ever. Scumbags. Really awful. So yeah, I didn't get that. When are they going to learn that they make more money by being nice? Yeah. <laughs> I just hope that there, there, that there will be some kind of copy of SimCity that I can get that doesn't fucking cost 60 quid. <laughs> You're probably going to be waiting. Well, well maybe there'll time. be a retail disc copy you can pre-order somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon maybe. Do you hear Play.com have shut down their retail business? They had a retail business? What do you mean? Like When you say retail, you don't mean like brick and mortar. No, 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 I just mean in general. Like, you can't buy DVDs off them anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's because the the, the whole company was entirely predicated on the Jersey tax loophole, oh. and that got closed. <laughs> oh. But don't they, when they sort of bought out by another company recently? Yeah, the Japanese company or something, but like, they've shut it down. Beginning of R. Yeah, Rakuten Group so, or something. So the whole thing's gone. Well, they've got... I have orders outstanding. <laughs> For what? I can't say. Oh. They've got gasp. Secretive. <laughs> <laughs> You've got orders for tax labels. <laughs> they are gifts for people. Right. Um, they, they, apparently, they, I didn't know this, but they've got some kind of marketplace business. You know, to, I don't know, pie trade. Yeah, that. So that's going to be them. From, that's all they're going to do. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I think mine's a play trade order. Oh, you're probably okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's all right then. So they're essentially just going to be like an eBay for yeah. stores. Yeah. There's probably a market for that in a yeah, way. It could in work. A way. Yeah, could a bit, Well, Amazon resellers. Although, in fairness... Because they're based in Cambridge, though. <laughs> yeah. Although, in fairness, whenever I've gone on Amazon and it says this isn't sold by Amazon, most of the time I'm like, yeah, can I find one that Amazon sells? Amazon sells, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the Prime thing for some reason. So, so, Do you still, still have that? Well, it's a recurring payment thing, and I don't even know if it goes out. But it, it is quite good because... It's like my get, Eve account. <laughs> you, do get, you do get stuff, you know, the next day for with, for free. So that it is quite good. But you, it has to be Prime eligible, which almost all Amazon stuff is. Yeah. But then some stuff is like... I don't think I'd buy enough stuff. Like, no, it's probably not worth it. But yeah. it's it still, it, it, it would, 
it, it means I would buy stuff that I otherwise just wouldn't probably would just not buy at all. <laughs> Famous and started <laughs> doing like food shopping or something. Yeah, like, get it on Prime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't think there are the Although they might individually send each bit through the post or something. It's like, here, have your lap. (laughs) I still haven't paid my... uh, I haven't renewed my Xbox Live subscription at all. So I've currently lapsed. You know what, for you, that's probably okay, because it's not like you partake in the multiplayer scene much anymore. I'll get it back when when the new box comes out. Oh, there's more news. There's another thing that pissed me off so I can bitch around it. What's that? They're shutting down MSN. Oh, yeah, 14th of March. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what? The MSN Messenger. Oh, okay. Did you not know that? I mean, they announced that a while back. Well, I didn't know that they. I, I mean, I like. I knew that they bought Skype, and I knew that there was like Skype with messenger compatibility. But I didn't realise that that was they yeah. were just going to shut it down. They had announced it earlier than than now. Like they announced it before Christmas or something. But they only just gave it the deadline. Yeah, yeah. But they shutting down. The it, make, it makes some sense in a way, but I, the problem is, is that I Skype pees me off a little bit. Skype is a shitty program. It's yeah. still even now. You know yeah. what? It's it's yeah. okay, but I I want to be able to group people easier than it does. You know, so I can categorize them because when I'm I tend to only have certain contacts open on the main pane for a while, and the ad pop ups are so irritating on that program. Like, if you tried calling an outside line, no, I don't fucking want to. I have a phone. <laughs> it's like, can you use the Skype IM? Can you plug that into like Pigeon or something? Has it got? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I just need to use a a multi client. Yeah, I need to wait for one of those other multi clients to update because I mean, I already run MIRC separately, and Pigeon and stuff does IRC as well. So if I can combine the IRC and Messenger into one, yeah, that might be an option. I I noticed. Presumably, I'll have to wait until after they've done the switchover to. Mm. To when suddenly there's an in, impulse for people to want to, to, want to use Skype. Yeah. I noticed a weird feature on um, Skype for my phone the other day because I had it turned on briefly. I can't remember why. I sort of I think it had an update or something that said it changed something fairly major. So I went in and had a look, see what it was like. Um, came out and then I received a text message after I had come out, but Skype was still <laughs> signed in on my phone at the time. Right. I was signed in on Skype on my PC simultaneously. Yeah. It sent Skype picked up the SMS on your phone and sent the SMS through Skype, to and I saw it on my PC. That's cool. And it's like, huh? That's it's, cool. What, what is it? It seems kind of pointless because you know I'd have my phone on me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my, my phone is the more portable thing. Can you reply to it on Skype and it will send it via your phone? That'd be cool. Cause then no, just, that would then, be then you can type. Yeah, that <laughs> would, actual keyboard. That would be pretty neat. <laughs> But they'd have to be careful that you're not sending a million text messages, I guess, as opposed to... I suppose so. But then it might send it through iMessage if you have an iPhone. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it might still be free. Oh, man. It's That'd a little nuts. Nice. Yeah. It might be... I I should get you guys and everyone that was on MSN over to Skype, because it might actually be... I mean, it's a shitty IM client, but, I mean, I do have a webcam, so it might actually use it. Let's all go back to Google Talk. (laughs) Well, Google Talk... We use that, like, once. Google Talk, the thing about... I mean, Google Talk is very popular, actually, as a a chat. It's the only reliable one now, because MSN is shutting down, and uh, Facebook is completely unreliable. Ames is still retarded, as it always has been. So it's uh, it's colloquially known as Gchat. Did you 
you know this? Like, no. Yeah, people call it that. It, I, I, I know of it as Google Chat, I think, more than I knew it as, as Google Talk yeah. now, whatever it's called. But Well, that's, well technically it's called Google Talk, but the, the, the beta cl- the client they came out with when they first launched hasn't been changed, yeah. and it's like this piece of shit <laughs> client thing. It is ancient <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I don't understand, because loads of people use it, because it's, it's, it's a Jabba protocol, basically, isn't it? It's the open source IM mm-hmm. protocol, and it's like hooked into Gmail and Google Plus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the integration t- with Gmail is quite neat, and it works nicely on Pigeon or whatever. So uh, that's what I would and, prefer. And, yeah, and interestingly, it's the un- um, it's probably one of the the only super popular chat platform that things like Windows Phone just don't support at all. Like Windows Phone, for instance, will support like oh, right. um, Messenger. Well, it won't anymore. No, nope. but, but Skype it supports only. Skype. It supports um, Facebook chat. Admittedly, they're all in that some kind of Microsoft sphere. I think they've got some other, a few other ones in the loop as well. That's but weird. they've decided not to use Google, despite it being a, a freely available API to integrate with. That's bullshit. Because I think the Facebook um, chat, when you log on to it using an external client, which used to be terrible, but is slightly improved now. Hmm. Uh, I think that uses the same open pro- the Jabba protocol. No, really? So the fact that they've just made a decision X- not to use Google. Yeah, yeah, it's the XMPP or something, isn't it, or something no, protocol? No. Anyway. Yeah, so they've obviously just blocked Google Chat because otherwise you could just enter the details and it would just work. Just work, yeah. <coughs> um, anyway, oh, uh, yeah, and there probably isn't a good app actually for uh, Google. But MSN app. without plugins was kind of shitty, also. Well, yeah, that's why I've had all the plugins for ages. Yeah, and really, the only reason that I still use Messenger was because of its logging with Messenger Plus. It kept good text logs. You can configure that shit on Pigeon relatively well. Oh yeah, sure. that's got tons of plugins. But stuff. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have a combined program right. at that point. I still yeah. just wanted MIC and Messenger separately because they both do good text logs. It's a bit of a landmark, though, isn't it? How long has that been? Oh, around? I know, like while, fifteen man. years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that. Well, would that be? Does that mean that the MSN as a whole, as a brand, is going? No, no, no. So it's of, it's not had the MSN brand for like no, five years. it's been years. Windows Live. Oh, Live yeah. Messenger. Yeah, okay. So, so MSN's this weird news entity. Yeah, yeah it's a portal, web portal, yeah. isn't it? It's like Yahoo. Or... It's, it's a weird thing. I wonder, if, I wonder if they should just rebrand that into Live somehow. I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's got its own thing. MSN big now news. That they've, How about big news? Well, now that they've cut it off from everything else, it can be just Microsoft Network. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the whole point of it. The thing is, it's got uh, traction in America because there's even a, there's a, there's a news channel called uh, NBC and MSN together. It's called MSNBC. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> and they have quite similar logos. Yeah. Because it's the peacock combined <laughs> yeah. with the Microsoft shit. Yeah. With the little butterfly thing. Yeah. A buttercock. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Or a pea fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's annoying and annoying. Yep. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, I think not Skype, Google. Yeah. Google. Well, I'll I don't know, I'm on Skype all day anyway. I'll basically was... just have to see what the majority of people that I talk to yeah. are going to use. I know. <laughs> fucking Steam. Steam. <laughs> Steam doesn't keep logs. That's true. Okay. And it's actually, yeah, that's quite annoying how if you close the window, it, the, the chat history's gone immediately. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's not ideal. <laughs> For when I need your IP address. Or, or, or like, someone sent me a link to something interesting, and, and, I, and I closed the window, and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to see that cat do that thing. <laughs> Everything should have logging, clearly. Well, just, you know, when you pull up the window, at least show some history. I'm happy with that. Right. Uh, games! What have people been playing this, this past couple of weeks? I've got shit tons to talk about. Do we have any really, though? I mean, you want to talk that? about a lot of them. You want to go first? Right. Shall I give you a choice of what yeah, you want to down. talk about then? Okay, the two games, I've, two new games I've probably played the most uh-huh. in the last couple of weeks have been Hell Yeah, Hell yeah. The Dead Rabbit, and Crisis. Well, it's not really a new game, but you know... I, the I, classic. I, I started it, yeah. Is that why you were going on about invisibility when I was playing Far Cry 3? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Cloak engaged. Engaged. Um, yeah, so I've played okay. a ton of those. Well, I've touched on Sonic... Um, played a couple of episodes of Walking Dead. Um, okay, should we leave that for a bit then? Or I don't know because I haven't played that yet. Well, so. I can I can be a spoiler free with that, okay. but or I can try. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say about it? Spoiler free, really? Um, that shit's fucked. <laughs> okay, it's like well, I mean, in spoilers. Good, in that a, shit's fucked. That shit, cray. <laughs> in, in, in a good way, it's yeah. like yeah, it's yep. harrowing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I, <laughs> although I've kind of seen where it was going in the in the episode so far, if you know what I mean, I can sort of. It, it, they've not been yeah too uh, yeah a, like a little way into the episode, you can sort of be I fucking know where this is going, and I've not been proved wrong, but they're still great <laughs> as pieces of entertainment. The only thing I will say is that I kind of wish it was a little less telltale-y. right? <laughs> if you know what I mean, it suffers a little bit from they're not the most technically adept of studios, if you know what I mean. And it's sometimes the, I mean, the art style that the, the fact that they went for the comic look mm-hmm. is a stroke of genius. Cause it sort of mitigates the, some yeah. of the telltale, but sometimes the animations are just that little bit off or they look, you know how doc Brown looked in back to the future. Yeah. Those, those like, um, those screenshots. And stuff. some of the characters pull similar expressions to that. Some of the animations are a little bit, sort of jaunty and sometimes it just takes you out of the frame mm-hmm. a little bit and it's a but really that's oh and some of the puzzles are a bit fucking awkward like there's one solution to them or something in some cases and it's just like in classic adventure style it's like well how the fuck do I work this out and like we spent ages in them like towards the um towards the end of episode two there's this puzzly bit and it just took us fucking ages to work out how to are you make, playing it with the story progress? Yeah, no, 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 playing with. So yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, at the minute, I'm driving, but she, she'd like one yeah. mate may would express a desire to perhaps drive next time, and it's like, well, I'm okay with that because most of it is sitting and watching people talk. Apart <laughs> when it isn't action scene. Well, yeah, and sometimes they catch you by surprise. Yeah, it's kind of well done how they how it looks. There'll be bits where it pops up a conversation box. And you, you, you're in the process of thinking about what option to pick, and shit will just happen right there. And it's like, wait, what? Fuck! <laughs> and like the, the moments where Sometimes. no, yeah, gnome in the chair has been going, oh my god, <laughs> like as this stuff has happened. Awesome. It's it's pretty good when it does that, and, but it has caught me out sometimes with the timer thing. Hmm. Um, sometimes the timer isn't completely obvious either. Like, some scenes, they won't give you, like, this is the bar until something happens. Something will occasionally just happen if you're too slow about making a choice. And it's... uh, That's cool. 
it's kind of neat, but sometimes I can't help but think it's like, oh, I don't really want the story to play out like that. That's not the experience I wanted. But I know in a, in a weird way, it's kind of against the vein of the game. And I might have to go through it again, because there are some choices that Gnome makes sometimes that I'm not entirely sure I agree with, but <laughs> uh, I have to do. Okay. And it's... Um, have your own choices. Yeah, maybe. It's... It is a personal thing, I think, but it's it's interesting in a way because it means the, the story's probably playing out in a way that I wouldn't normally do, and to that to that end, it's kind of you know neat. I'm sort of getting an insight into someone else's perspective on how you play this sort of stuff. Cool. And uh, we've had a mixed bag of whether we're following <laughs> the the on the stat traces it gives you at the end. Oh of the, yeah, the, the, what, the general trend. Yeah, we're 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 quite a mixed bag. Sometimes okay. we're with the populace. Sometimes we're really against it. Cool. Which is interesting. I don't know how what that says about us as people. <laughs> right? Shall we? Uh, but yeah, talk we'll, about, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, seriously, play it. It's properly good. We'll talk um, about Crisis because I'm kind of interested in that. Thank you for installing it myself. Yeah. So I went back to Crisis because in a previous Steam sale, not the Christmas one, I picked up the like maximum pack, which had like Crisis, Crisis Warhead, and Crisis Two. And as usual, you were completely capable of just playing the new game. <laughs> Well, Gotta play the other ones first for no, the context. Well, yeah, because I kind of always... I did try and play Crisis before, but that was on my old rig, which wasn't really up to run. the job. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure I was playing it right when I first did it. How I'd old like, is Crisis now? Like five it's years? 2007, five I think. Years. Yeah. yeah. What? Five and a bit, I guess. Jeez. But, yeah. It's, How's it look? You know what? It still looks really pretty good. You know, it's more... It's not necessarily about the fidelity of the individual elements it's how the game comes together as a whole that makes it look great mm-hmm. like um there are some brilliant some neat details but actually a lot of it is not to do with the uh like just an effect or something like that it's the volume of stuff that's going on right like for, um for the most part it's I love the physics of how the foliage works. Mm-hmm. I think that adds so much to that game. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make much difference in terms of gameplay, except perhaps when a tree falls over and starts obscuring your view and you may need to think about how you tackle a scenario a bit differently. <laughs> but it's just how, how even if you're walking really slowly and you're just brushing against a bush, like the bits of bush fold around you. Yeah, sort of, that's cool. And like how enemies then run through stuff and stuff's jiggling in a really believable way. Mm-hmm. It's that stuff is great, yeah. and it. Um, however, I would say the physics are only great um, until you put wheels on shit. Fucking driving physics are awful. Yeah, really terrible. Blokes are made of concrete. You drive a fucking jeep into them, and your jeep stops. Right. It's, it's appalling. Okay, that's really bad. And they're twitchy, and if you're driving a downhill, expect your jeep to spin just on its own. For no it's, reason. Yeah, for no reason. It's like the vehicles in that game are fucking awkward. Um, with the possible exception of the tank, which has really cool momentum and weight sway and that kind of stuff. Like when you fire the gun, the whole thing sort of jumps back a bit and on it on its treads. It's like the tanks are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you only ever really drive one of those once in the entire game. There's one tank section. And it's like, and I found that section really irritating. It's like, I, I went back after I played the tag section to think, um, this is supposed to be an epic set piece. It's supposed to be one of the high points of the game as you roll forward with your squad trying to take down these enemy tanks and take down these dudes in bushes that are carrying rocket launchers and stuff. That's supposed to be a really great moment. Um, except for my tank got fucked like halfway through it. 
There's no other tanks. Oh. I had to, like, walk the rest of it, trying to somehow... It felt like I was fudging that entire sequence, like trying to get past a ton of tanks without another tank for me to grab. And it's like, and I feel like, you know, even with the nano suit, I'm a bit outmatched by these things. Mm-hmm. So eventually I managed to find like a ridge I could sneak my way through and then hope I had enough cloak to charge far enough away. So then by the time it noticed me and started turning its gun around, I would be sort of enough out of range that he might miss on occasion. <laughs> it's... But uh, yeah, that 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 bit kind of ended up being a bit fucked. I'm just kind of screwed up. Yeah, um, and I, I feel, in a weird way, I think a lot of that game plays like that feeling. Like you're never really sure if you're doing it in a good way or not. Like it really stresses you to go stealth. Like the game is trying to tell you to play stealth, and for the most part, it works really well. Like you'll cloak up, you'll move from place to place, and you're feeling really quite tense because the enemy AI has insane vision. Right. It's like they're really bloody good at spotting you. Like you're, you're in your black suit in shade somewhere and some dude will just go, he's over there! And you're <laughs> fucked. And it's like, and because it, it has a massive disadvantage to getting spot is that pretty much every camp will get reinforcements if you get spot. Right. Like another jeep of dudes will turn up or yeah, worse, a helicopter will turn well. up or um, a tank will turn up. You're really fucked if a tank turns up because then you've pretty much got to use all your rocket ammo to get rid of it. And it's... um. So it encourages you to play stealth, and it's quite satisfying when you get it right or get it into a weird state. Like the way I ended up doing doing a lot of the harder segments was to like hide behind this little thing, get cloaked, wait for some dude to just walk past me, shoot him in the head, and then hope and sit there for a little bit while everyone goes, "Wait, what? What just happened? This guy's fucking dead!" And and then like by the time you get, hopefully by the time someone walks over to you, you've got enough time to put your cloak back on. So they come around the corner not knowing you, and then you just shoot them in the head, rinse and repeat. And then some points it was super dumb, because there'd be like tons of guys around me by some points, but I'd just enough time to kill one guy, cloak back, and hope that no one spots me, and then kill one guy, cloak back again, keep doing it. Until, in, in, invariably, situations always went to shit. It's like, you'd get to like the last couple of guys, or there'd be some dude you just hadn't seen, and it would just go to shit, and it would turn into a massive firefight. <laughs> What the hell was that? My phone falling off the couch. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then it becomes kind of awkward. I don't think that game really handles massive fights very well because I always feel like, like with the nano suit, I can do more than I actually can. <laughs> it's like the intro, for instance, seems to show shit that you just can't do. Like it has a bit where a jeep just drives right towards him and he turns on strength mode and punches it out of the way. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're going to die if you try that. That's not actually it's just going to run you over. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, and but it's 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 weird because it's not it's frustrating. You feel like you're fudging the entire time, but you come out of it feeling quite good about it. It's really strange. Mm. I'm not sure it entirely deserved all the praise that it got because, as I said, I went back and tried to re- read a few reviews from mm-hmm. the Times to try and see: Am I just seeing this wrong? Am I missing something? But right. they all shout about it in like glowing reviews generally, and I'm like, I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. I didn't understand at the time, but I thought that was my rig not giving me the right experience. And now that I've gone back and played it, it's like, I'm still not convinced. Mm, yeah, sure. This is, yeah. There's some segments especially where you're, I managed to, I don't know, there are some mechanics I think are a bit fucked. Like, um, helicopters seem to be able to see you when you're cloaked, which is really irritating. That if you're running sense. through a canopy full of trees, there's no visual thing and all of a sudden you've got machine gun bullets just raining on you through the trees and you're just like well what the fuck is he doing like 
IR cameras, I guess. Would that work? Probably not. No. Yeah, so there are some cases where it doesn't make a lot of sense or um, an alarm will go up from somewhere and you have no idea who's seen you. Your little alert meter will still be down the bottom, but the base will have been alerted somehow, so a tank turns up and you're like, well, what the shit did I do that? There are some direction problems in that game where you're not sure quite um, what to do. Exactly, like it always gives you. It's most most of the time, it's just go here, push this computer. Um, but there are some moments where it's like it gives you a slightly different objective, but then you're not quite sure how to achieve that. Um, a case in point was that Zach saw me do a little bit, and this is partly my own stupidity. <laughs> but it said a couple of tanks turn up at this base, and, it, and the objective changes to you've got to destroy these tanks, um, and it's like fine. Um, but I've only got three rockets in my rocket launcher, and it takes at least two shots to take out a tank. Um, uh, no, it probably takes at least three in the rear armor, actually. Four if you if 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 you mess one up. And it's like, but your rocket launcher only holds, holds three shots. So it's like, well, I take out the first one in three shots, and it's like, well, that's fine. How the fuck am I going to get rid of this other one? Uh, and as it turns out, there's this little room in the building which is just filled with rocket launcher ammo. But it's like, I had no idea that was there. And spent ages trying different things, like trying to throw grenades at this thing that seemed really ineffective. Has fuel tanks on the back of the tank that I managed to blow up. Oh, cool. And they looked pretty neat, um, but were completely ineffective at damaging the actual tank. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah, so that bit kind of frustrated me for a little bit, and I'd stopped at that point and came back to it, and then Zach saw me, and then it was like, we had to read up. It's like, oh, there's a fucking room. <laughs> you said you looked around the place, but apparently you hadn't looked in this one specific this place. This one room <laughs> in this building, which is just filled with stuff. But it's not clearly seen. Well, it's not marked. No one tells you that there's this room is there, and it's... Uh... And that was kind of a weird fight as well, just clearing out that area, because there's tons of dudes about, and I'd sort of I'd gone loud at that point, I just had a shotgun and was just sort of like running out, out of the two doors of this one building going, oh, there's a dude about to enter. Bang. Run to the other door. Quick, there's probably another guy coming in. Bang. Run back again. Do it again. Bang. It was uh, it's kind of funny. I think the, the, the bit I like most about that game is kind of the sneaking of the, of the, of the KPA army. They're like The way they sneak around and scope out places is really quite convincing and sometimes quite annoying because it's like they'll hear you rustle something as you've cloaked and will start heading that way. Ah. And then they'll bump against you and it'll be like, I've spotted something. Like, well, fuck. <laughs> Better shoot this guy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sounds quite frustrating. but it's quite Managing cool. your suit is quite irritating as well because you have to do every, all the powers manually, mm. um, which apparently they fixed in Crisis 2. And I did spot an option that suggested maybe some of it is automatic if you turn it on, but I didn't try it. Um, it's, it's pretty neat. It's like, it's a hell of, it, I, I agree with some elements of the reviews that it is quite an achievement, especially when you consider it was done five years ago. Mm. And they pull off some stuff in that game that yeah, has been done better now, I think, but at the time would have been really quite unique. Mm. Um, to be honest with you, actually, I think the game gets better as it goes along because there, become, there comes a point about two thirds in where it just drops all of that stuff I've just talked about and turns into a linear shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually does that really well. <laughs> oh, okay. Because everyone complained about that at the time. Oh, aliens. And then... it, yeah, it is like that. And it's, 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 it is a little bit like, it is quite jarring because the game style basically changes completely. Yeah. Um, but it actually plays really well. <laughs> it is like two games, but and it is quite 
and it is quite a separation, but it's it's handled really quite well, with the exception that the story ends in a fucking terrible place. That um, all right? Spoiler alert! Because I'm going to have to explain this one for Five anyone who really alert. cares. Yeah, the game ends with a giant mothership thing coming out of the sea yep. um, around your carrier. Um, like, or to one side of your carrier, and seems to have this big gun on it that destroys, like, the, the, um, the dish or whatever that's on top of this, this, this ship. You know, you, you know what I mean? The, like, mm-hmm. communications bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then proceeds to just kind of hover there for a okay. while and decides, yeah, I'm just gonna use these normal little shitty cannons to try and shoot at, shoot at you specifically rather than downing the whole carrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, Predictably, it decides to um, uh, like fly over the carrier for a bit, and then open up this giant hole in its underbelly and spew forth its minions. While uh, supposedly it's that your guys are saying it's going to sink the ship. I don't know if that means it's going to just lower itself onto it, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like sink it, or something's going to come out of this hole that's going to do. But nothing fucking happens, and you just shoot nukes in the hole. It's like it's terrible, terrible <laughs> boss fight. Okay, that's dumb. Um, it's just. In the, given the rest of the context of the game, this thing is just awful. And it ends with you getting a radio call from one of your comrades who you thought was lost, and you fly off into the distance to go and rescue him, and that's the end. Right. That's no closure at all. Um, and apparently it never it, it isn't resolved in any of the following games or storyline, and perhaps some of it is hinted at supposedly in a comic that's written um, in the Crisis universe, and some of it gets resolved there. But it's like, as far as game storytelling going, that's a terrible, terrible ending. Mm-hmm. Really down on that. Yeah. So that. But yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. And I sort of, as soon as I stopped playing it, it was like, oh, I wonder what Warhead's like. <laughs> Which was like the standalone yeah. expansion. It's more of the same, basically. But, yeah, the other dude who yeah. separated from or something. Yeah, so it's like, well, I wonder what that's like. I kind of want to carry on. So it's good, but kind of odd. Okay. That's uh, Crisis then. You know what? I've just had a moment. You know what it feels like? A moment. A senior moment. (laughs) Yeah. You know what the combat feels like, actually? It's quite reminiscent of Time Shift. (laughs) It's a great reference for, like, 0% of the population. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You're probably right. In a weird way, the gunplay feels very similar to... To how you go about doing time shift, and that you're never quite sure you've done it as the game was intended to be played, <laughs> but you uh, you muddle your way through. And actually, the way the guns feel feels quite similar. Sometimes, like dudes seem overly strong for having bullets being riddled with bullets, and they're still getting up and going, "Hey, <laughs> I can still shoot you." So yeah, random thought at the end. It feels a bit like time shift, just a much better version of it. <laughs> Without time shifting. Right there. <laughs> it's like time shift without the time shift. So, uh, what about this Hell Yeah business? Hell Yeah. Um, hell Yeah. It's basically modern Earthworm Jim, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. It plays, oh, yeah. Which is no bad thing. Um, it's still not Earth as cool as Earthworm It's not as cool as Earthworm Jim, though. No. They're kind of the... Uh, it hasn't got Dave Perry. No, it doesn't have Dave Perry. <laughs> um, it's... You know, the characterization isn't as strong because, you know, you, there's only you and your butler, essentially, really, who stay with the whole story. And it's because um, every, everyone else says, has, like, one or two 
fairly cringe-worthy, cliche lines of dialogue, and then you kill them. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I don't know if you if you actually played it. So no, got around to it. Yet. I don't know. I, I find it really fun to play. It's pretty neat. I don't. There there were some like reviews had problems with the platforming controls, but I think they're fine. I don't have a problem with them at all. They work pretty well. Um, it has some pretty ingenious um, ways of killing enemies in places that don't actually involve combat. Um, like to give you one example, there's a, it comes up. Some of these come up several times, but sometimes it's you have to get up really high and fall to the ground. Like find a place where you can do a straight fall from quite a way, so it causes a bit of a rumble that then um, causes something to topple, and then the enemy dies because of it. But you know, the game never tells you outright that you need to do this. Um, like sometimes it's like show this enemy the big picture was one of them, and and I'm like. Wait, what the fuck do you mean? Until I remembered that there's a zoom button. And by zooming out to show the map, it supposedly like filled this riddle that he saw the big picture and he couldn't take it and die. <laughs> it's like it's really random. Sort okay. Of like like Oh you mean like in Hitchhiker's Guide, what's it, the infinite what's that thing called? Um where it shows you the entire universe. Yeah. And it drives you insane. <laughs> I remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, I know, I know the reference to it now. It's a, is it infinite it a, something, as you said? But, uh, in total perspective vortex, really, no. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's just you see the entire universe in perfect clarity and there's a little sign pointing <laughs> that says you are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But did Zayford Beeblebrox manage to survive it because he wasn't in the actual universe. He was in like a bubble universe that was entirely about him. So he was like, yes, I'm that. <laughs> anyway. Seeing the universe. <laughs> and it's like part the, the way it, it works out uh, a map of the entire universe is by the principle that everything is connected to everyone else. So they just shoved like two electrodes into a small piece of fairy cake. And that's how it extrapolates the whole map of the entire universe. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, awesome. Anyway, uh, we're yet to tap the power of fairy cakes and untold powers of wisdom. (laughs) Because the guy invented it because his wife was always telling him to get some perspectives. (laughs) Genius. Anyway, Uh, yeah, I forgot where I was at. Sorry, hell yeah, yeah. I've I've got too much perspective now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I find it fun. So like whenever you kill one of these like a hundred monsters that you have to try and find and hunt down, it, you get this little WarioWare-esque quick time event, and they're they're kind of simple at first. We get a little bit more difficult as the game goes on, and it's it's really dumb, but it, it kind of makes a bit of me sort of giggle inside a little bit, like. Uh, like just the randomness of the of this game, like why it sees they have no real purpose being there. It's just some way to finish off the thing. But you can fuck some of them up, and then it will hurt you, and you've got to do a little bit more damage to the enemy and try it again. It's like they're completely detached from the main gameplay in a strange way, but it's uh, somehow entertaining. It's hard to define. Um, like one of them actually does uh, does the Mortal Kombat toasty reference as well. In there, but it's not toasty, it's roasted in this one, so they don't get in trouble. But a little bit of toast pops up in the corner screen, goes roasted. <laughs> I don't know, it's, uh, it's cool. fun, it's a fun, it's a fun game. It's uh, I forget how long I've been playing it like 
five or six hours or something, like most of the way through it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it goes on for longer than I expected. And then there's stuff, apparently, that I haven't yet. There's this mission thing, which I don't really know what it is yet, but I'm yet to do. Um, I did have some problems with it at first on PC in that bits of it just didn't work for a while. Um, they have this thing called the island, which is a bit like a... Um, um, it's it's a meta game of sorts where any old monster you've killed, you they get sent to this island, and then you can put them to work to gain extra stuff, like if you want more money or if you want them to find secret items or stuff for you. And it's kind of like, I don't know if it works in real time or if it's like based on how much time you spend on the game, but you come back to it every now and then, you can claim your rewards, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Really little, tiny little thing, but it's like gives you more stuff, which is always good. But uh, that didn't work for me at first at all. Um, other than for for a while, every time I went back there, the game would just crash. And it's like, <laughs> damn it, great. But then mysteriously, it started working again at some future point in time. So I don't know what that was. That was fairly consistent for a while, that problem, but has cleared itself. Uh, yeah, it, it looks great as well. The art style's pretty good. There's a lot of... Um, Every area is very distinct, and the animations are all fairly slick, fairly smooth all the time. Even if the monsters don't really animate per se, they like have their set pattern that you know their set animation that they do is quite nice. But that's the only animation they have, other than like a one frame. Um, I'm bugging out kind of face <laughs> when, when they're about to die. <laughs> a... Oh, there's sections in space where you have to manage your fuel gauge. There's a um, a section underwater where you have like bombs that you drop on people and there's uh, and you're firing missiles and stuff. And it's quite varied, surprisingly varied. Yeah, it's alright. Cool. I like it. It's good fun. Sounds good. Okay. L- little game of the moment. Okay, hell yeah. Go Sega. It, it has a weird feel to it in a way. Like, uh, you, you know how, uh, um, how like, um, games were when XBLAR first turned up. Mm-hmm. That's like that fairly simplistic menu and stuff. It has got a bit of that old, oh, old feel to yeah, it, if you know cool. what I mean. Yeah. Um, like in places it's not the most polished thing it could be, but um, reminiscent in a way of something that happened like five years ago and I kind of like it for that. So yeah, hell yeah. Recommended. Yep. Gets the Rob seal of approval. I'd be, I'd be interesting to see what Zach thinks of it. Are you going to be playing it? Maybe. Got Braid as well at some point to do. Yeah, you should play Braid. Well, probably, probably play Braid. Like, it's probably more priority. <laughs> That's next on your agenda. Oh, God, what else do you want to hear about? Uh, play a bit more Sonic Generations. That game is still awesome. Yeah. Shit, yeah. What else? What other stuff did I mention? I can't remember now. Played more pinball. <laughs> Found it had more <laughs> combat sounds in it. Oh, Fortnite Guild Wars 2 and Borderlands 2. Oh, Borderlands 2, yeah, that's the important one. Yeah, it's Borderlands. It's, it, it's I, Borderlands. I, I still stand by what we think we said before, and that it's all that Zach has reported on before, that it's, it is Borderlands, it's just that little bit better in pretty much every way. Cool. Like, it's what you want from a sequel. Yeah. Well, you used to want from a sequel in the old days. I want the same thing, but better just in every little way. Yeah, it's it's a very incremental improvement. Old, like, old school sequels. 
there's um because it used to be that see that unlike in films and TV and it and books like in video games you could almost guarantee that sequels were better than 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 the first game it mm. used to be that way because yeah, they just improved every feature the technology had come along sequels were that always was all just they, that was all they set out to do was to make the last game but do the things they couldn't do first time. Yeah, but now that's no longer true. Often the first game is the best in the series, quite often. Well, not always. Yeah, but sometimes. Yeah, you could argue. It's less common now. Like, it, like, yeah, it wouldn't have happened that Mass Effect 3 was, I mean, you know, Mass Effect 3 and 2 are kind of similar technologically, aren't they? Yeah, two and, and in style, and 1 yeah. is quite a, quite a different game that's from true. the other 2. But I'm just saying, like... Well, it's like Assassin's Creed, isn't it? Assassin's yeah. Creed 1 is quite different from the, all the others. That's true. Yeah. I still think probably two is the best in that series. Uh, from playing the first three, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So yes. Uh, yeah. That's your Sonic Generations is still awesome. Play <laughs> it if you haven't. I saw you can uh, get ten percent off Sonic Racing Transformed if you pre-order it on Steam now. It's Ooh. it's available for pre-order. Ooh. It's coming at end of the month or something. Ooh. So yes. Exciting. I don't know. Given how much is on my play, I might wait until the sale. <laughs> Fair enough. It'll be in the sale. Uh, right. So, this leaves me in a conundrum now because now I've finished Crisis. It's like I need, a, I need a, a big game to start. Really, you know what I mean? I've got these like these little what things. What you got on your right? I can start Crisis Warhead. <laughs> yep. It's probably Batman Arkham City. Oh, that game is sweet. It's still on my list. Have you got um, that? I've got it. Yeah. Oh, you should play that. Just now. not got around to it. Uh, you played through Arkham Asylum. I played Arkham Asylum. Yeah. yeah. Arkham City is pretty sweet. I don't like it as much as Asylum, but uh... so everyone says. So that's that's on my to-do list. Um, Spec Ops The Line, I picked up in Midweek Madness this week, so it was like a fiver, which oh, was right. cheaper than what it was during the actual... You know, that was the Yassi's game of the year. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, well, I'm intrigued by it. He like, plays that game. Yes. That's his job. <laughs> True. I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by it, because I, I, th- what people have been saying about that story is just fascinating. Yeah, that's exactly why he chose it, wasn't it? He was—he like, basically chose it because he like because he, he's a writer, <laughs> yeah, and, because, and, and also because he'd been going on the entire year about Spunk Goggle Wee Wee or whatever, yeah. and how that kind of is Spunk Goggle Wee Wee game, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he wanted, he wanted to do it in version. Yeah, do you know what that is? Spunk Gog- no, Spunk we talked Gog- about that before on this podcast. Spunk Goggle Wee Wee is modern military shooter, but in, oh, okay. in Yahtzee terms. <laughs> Spongebob or Wee <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Medal of Honor, Call of Duty, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a bit like, it's a place third person though, doesn't it, as opposed to first. Yeah, but so it's still. A bit different. And Nolan North. I need to get my Nolan North fix for this yeah. year. <laughs> get your North on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that to do as well. Oh, what else is there? Man, I've got quite a big list. Uh, like, the next Assassin's Creed. Like, well, I say the next one, start Revelations at some point. Um, I've forgotten now. There is more. X-Com. Oh, uh, XCOM. Yeah, that's the yeah, big one. Or Civ Five. Civ Five. You it's ridiculous. I keep thinking, oh, I should buy that. And it's like, well, I'd probably play one game of that because it would take like yeah, yeah, true, like, ten I mean, hours. It would probably be the same for XCOM for me. I'd probably only play one unless I fail really badly at the start. <laughs> I'd probably end up playing one sequence through it, I guess. But it's because they take quite a while. Yeah, but that's different. You're playing the whole game through from start to end, really, kind of, aren't you? I suppose it's similar. It's still like a game, isn't it? Yeah, you can still fail. Yeah, I suppose so. But I feel like if I went through XCOM once, I'd have kind of finished it. Whereas with, as it were, even though you could play it again. You could classic as many times as you want. Yeah, but with Civ, it's like, it seems like 
one game is like like a level in another game, and yet it takes like two yeah. years. <laughs> I do it's remember like, getting quite addicted to Civ Two. Oh, it's very addicting. Like, well, it's but, just because Civ Five makes it obvious where it's just like all the achievements. Where it's like there's a one achievement for finishing a game with every civilization, basically. Yeah. Or using every civilization's special ability. <laughs> so it's like, well, that twenty odd games there. That'll uh, only take like, yeah, long. Anyway, I'm hoping they're only Steam achievements, because I don't end up with like, because they're going to be like impossible to get. Like the problem with the Street Fighter games on my uh, uh, on the Xbox or something is because I'm never going to get those fucking achievements. <laughs> oh, should I talk about Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Do you want to? We haven't got loads of time, actually, have we? For We've got me. half an hour left. Oh, yeah. how much you, oh, okay, very briefly. I have similar but different problems with that than I do with Super Street Fighter. The entry point for that is still quite high. Not as high as Street Fighter 4, but it's still really high. The learning curve is still harsh. Yeah. At least this one has a tutorial in it, yeah. as you saw me I do. I saw that, yeah. Where it explains what the fucking mechanics are. That was cool. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, but pulling off combos is still the timing is still so super strict, and I have problems with it doing d- things different to what I want to do in the same style that I do with Super Street Fighter Four. Like, I'm, the motions to do like pull off the supers, for instance, are easier now because mm-hmm. they don't often they don't involve um, double taps or in a certain way, or it'll just be like a single sweep and then a button press and things like that. So they've made certain things easier to pull off, but then still somehow getting them to do that simpler action is for some reason harder, mm. or it'll do something that I'm not expecting, or even just even just tagging your partner in, which is a key part of the game, because you KO as soon as one of them goes down. Right. Not if your team goes down as a whole. Right. Um, so if... But you have to push the two medium hit buttons to do a tag, like unless you're doing it as part of a combo or some other move which has tag involved, and it's like I find that occasionally just doesn't fucking want to go, mm. and like it will just kick, and it's like no, I'm pushing both of them at the same time. It's those games aren't good for game pads. I think they only play well with a flight, flight with, a, with, a, with a stick of some kind, not a flight stick, a flight, well, stick. A flight stick. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a shame because they are mechanically sound. It's just have you ever thought about getting one of those? I have, yeah, they can be pretty expensive, mm. yeah. So I have really thought about it, but whenever I think about it, it's just like, I'm probably just going to have more fun playing Marvel versus Capcom or right, yeah. or, or picking up one of the Soul Calibers or Dead or Alive 5, something like that. You know, I'm, I'm probably just going to have more, more of a fun time with one of those games than I am with this. And yeah. it's annoying because I appreciate what they're doing. Like, the Tekken stuff is pretty cool, how they've done it, how they've managed to bring some of the the recognisable traits of the Tekken characters into the Street Fighter universe. And for the most part, it works. They've done a really good job of that. Nice. And it's... I I want to like it, and I want to be good at it, but But I just find it such a fucking frustrating thing. It's just so hardcore. Like, in easy mode, again, like I went through the arcade mode of that pretty quickly, pretty easily. Up it to medium level. Fuck me, that's a hard game. I just grasped it. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's another, and that's medium fucking mode, and there are achievements for doing it in like hardest. Mm. And there's there's like an extra difficulty level that they've wedged in, obviously thinking that the gaps were too big. Like they've added um, medium hard mode, so there's like easy, medium hard, hard, and hardest. Oh, now. That's good. There's like so they've added an extra level, but I can't fucking medium is too hard. <laughs> you can't do uh, 
medium easy. No, and certain rare. Medium rare. Medium rare. I don't know. It's... I, I, I can see it's a good game, but I think... Oh, and, and, and a lot of the game's content, um, like stupid things, are blatantly behind paywalls that are right there. And you know that game was part of the whole, like, DLC on disc debacle. Mm-hmm. It's like the f- game fucking shows you that the characters are there and that it has them. They're on the bloody character select screen from the off, just greyed out. And it's like, well... Uh, I thought at first they were things you just had to unlock, but it's like no, they're the DLC, and it's like, and they're right there, and they, it's like, ah, oh, it's it's a death free problem, like how yeah, it just puts problem. like stuff that you could buy right in the middle of you selecting a car, like mm-hmm. to actually use. It's fucking irritating. The modern world, yeah. Legs. So yeah, so I don't know how much of that I'll actually, but maybe playing against humans is a better experience. But I haven't yet dared try. Um, <laughs> If you know what I mean, because that game just makes you feel terrible. <laughs> so there, cool. Three Fighter Cross Tekken. That's pretty much all I'm probably ever going to say about Okay. That. <laughs> now we've got the lowdown. Okay. Right. Wake up, Zach. It's time to talk about what you've been playing. What about Not your that, shit? That you've been sleeping. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, talk I've about got... Far Cry. <laughs> it's probably worth oh, Okay, four. okay. What do you want to know about Far Cry? Because uh, I've been playing it. What you, well, uh, looking from what, that, like... Seeing you play it just then was yeah, probably the first sort of long period of game or longish, you know, single period of gameplay that I've seen of it, rather than a clip, of, yeah, or, or something. And it's like it looks like a lot like it. Crisis, it looked like it plays a quite like quite a lot like how Crisis plays, with the exception of the you, you know you don't cloak. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. But like I said, it, um, like uh, kind of attitude wise, it's more kind of. Fun and just causey feeling than crisisy. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, crisis is very but serious. Gameplay wise, uh, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Like, uh, like I say, you don't have all those crazy powers and stuff in crisis, but there is a lot of that um, stealth stuff. It's it's like um, you don't have the cloak, but I mean, they're, they're they're dumber. Like they can't see you instantly. Like it provides you in foliage. It's got quite a cool little indicator thingy, which is like, like it takes them time to spot you. If you're right in the open, they'll spot you in like half a second. But if you're, it, you can see there's an indicator and it points where they are. It's at the top of the screen and it fills kind of sideways depending on how spotted you are. So oh, if you Chris see it grow, that as well, I didn't see that when I was looking for that when I was, <laughs> yeah. when I was watching you play. Cause it's like, well, once you're spotted though, then, um, yeah, it goes yeah, to the goes top away. and just yeah. stays red. Yeah. 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 No, crisis is a very similar thing just in the bottom left and it never right. really tells you about it, but it's like the alert level. Yeah. And like, if it, if it suddenly jumps then it's like, oh fuck, someone's seen me somewhere. Yeah. Well, this has got like individual alert levels for different people kind of. Oh, okay. So you can, mm. so one person over there is, is beginning to spot you and it, it comes up and you have, yeah, Crisis did that with colored, it would mark some people as yellow when they were suspicious right. on the map and red if they're, well, weirdly that did that kind of weird. Yellow was suspicious and sort of looking around and red was either attacking you full force or don't care. <laughs> so it's like, if you saw something that was red, it's like, um, well, my alert level's down, so I'm assuming that means don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and of course you've got that, um, the the camera thing. 
it has a lot of zoom on it and it's just used for scoping. I don't know why it's a camera and not a, like a binoculars. It makes more sense because mm. it doesn't take photos. But anyway, you can, uh, it, um, once you've spotted people with the camera, you just sweep over them and they, it tells you what class they are. And also you can kind of see them behind buildings from after that or yeah, behind. But the game lets you tag without that. Yeah. It? Which yeah. is the big thing. Yeah. Because you have to tag them with the binos in Crisis and apparently you had to in Far Cry 2 as well. Oh, did you? Because in this, if you actually, um, just hover over their face for like two seconds like then it will spot them yeah, but it doesn't okay. swap them you can't with the camera you can just sort of sweep and it's less it's easier to spot okay. people with a camera uh, so it still has a point I guess yeah exactly it's definitely worthwhile when you're when you're first over a base you always sweep it with a camera to try mm. and spot everything you can um, and it makes a little boom sound when it's spotted them. Yeah, that was that was the annoying thing in Crisis. It doesn't really – you don't get much feedback when you've actually spotted something, right. especially if it's a long way away because it will be, probably be out of range of your mini-maps. You don't see the arrow up here. Mm-hmm. The only thing you have is that the glow around it will sort of flicker white right. briefly to say, oh, okay, I've tagged that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it doesn't make a noise or anything, so sometimes it's just like, have I got that? I'm not sure. I'll just put my – binos over it and click it randomly and see it see if i've got and eventually you're just going well fuck it let's just go over this i don't know if i've actually got this guy or not yeah so it looks super obvious doesn't it in that because you get that symbol yeah, over yeah. There big red thing yeah. yeah it's quite clear i mean it's weird because there are a lot of like what do you think about the seeing through things though that, that gives you that, that seems kind of odd it's a bit weird uh the thing is it's not like a you know, it is mostly jungle with a few buildings. It's not if that would be a crazy power if it was in corridors, wouldn't it? You'd be seeing through. But really, there's not much to obscure your vision much of the time, apart from it's helpful because it makes sense with foliage because otherwise it'd be really annoying because you would. Oh, lose I, I, I kind of liked that. In that <laughs> when you're not quite sure where the guy is, yeah, you can't quite see him. But if you get the binos out, you you might have a chance of seeing his outline like come through the foliage. Right. Okay. Like, it was a tension builder in Crisis. Yeah. It worked quite well. I don't know. The the guys in Far Cry 3, it just... There's a lot of them, and they're quite dumb, I think, my feeling, compared to, like, Crisis. I feel, it feels like in Crisis they're more... I mean, they can kill you really quickly, actually, if, you, if you're not... If you're not. It looked like you were having to heal quite a lot. Yeah, I was. I, was, I wasn't really doing it very well. <laughs> I would probably have, have tried to um, do it slower, probably, if I... Or, or, or if we I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or I don't know what I would have. <laughs> or did the music drive you to do it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I don't usually do that running around. And but the thing is, I managed, I got an upgrade recently that makes that a lot easier, which is just being able to move faster while crouched because oh, the cool. crouch yeah. it makes quite a big difference to your stealth thing. Because basically, if you shoot someone, even with a silenced weapon, say you shoot someone with a silenced sniper rifle, they still kind of know where you where you've come from or mm. whatever. So, but all you have to do is move. Um, and then uh, that they'll be searching where you were or whatever. Oh, I of. see. Yeah, yeah. Although the crossbow is is totally silent, but they will obviously they I see as they see body. the well, they yeah. see the arrow, the probably the direction of the arrow. Yeah, yeah. They can work can out and stuff. Out. Yeah, but uh, I was getting quite frustrated for a while uh, when I was really trying to get in and and uh, and um, and uh, you know knife people and because uh, then you can drag you can get a power to drag their body away, but you can you can't. You can't once they're on the ground. You can't move bodies. You have to like do it when it, it, after you've knifed them, you can then move them. But I mean, it got to a point where the bases just had so many enemies that I just was constantly getting spotted, and I was getting quite annoyed. But then I switched tactics completely. I discovered that with the silent sniper rifle, because uh, the alarm systems. If you get up to the alarm system, you can you can short circuit it, and that takes out all the alarms on the base. Uh, but you can usually there's only two or three or 
alarms mm. and it, you can shoot them from far away with a sniper rifle and they don't notice. Um, so you just have to shoot all, all of them because, mm. uh, to get them down. But then if they don't have the alarms, they can't bring the reinforcements, which is the real pain. So, uh, then you can kind of take them out one by one. But the bow is really good actually because also you don't spend so much money on ammo because you can pick up your, uh, your arrows off the dead bodies. And oh, stuff. okay. That's, that's, that's good. kind of that's handy. Cool. Yeah. And it's quite good for the hunting stuff as well. It's definitely a fun game. Uh, it's not, there's a load it's of weird like. That the hunting seems appealing to me because that just sounds in a way like a bit like a grind, but somehow. It's I, think cool. I think I'm having flashbacks to Red Dead. Stuff like that. Could yeah. actually be kind of funny in a stupid way. I like Red Dead well, in many ways. But, um, the, the, yeah, it's a bit different in a jungle to, you mm. know, when you can't see. It is quite terrifying because the, 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 um, Things like tigers and stuff are actually much more dangerous than than soldiers, really, because mm. they they take quite a few hits and uh, they will just maul you <laughs> quite badly. So, and it, you know, you have to kind of keep track of them through the jungle and stuff. It's quite cool doing that because there's these hunting challenges. I haven't done that many of them, but some of them give you like crafting stuff, like um, like it's not an ordinary tiger. Tiger, it's like a super rare one from this particular <laughs> mission, and it gives you a super rare pelt that you can use to craft like the the, rare the, the top the top crafting thing hmm. um and there's the skill trees and everything as well like uh it's one of those games where they're unlike something like skyrim where everything is like everything is always awesome like al- always getting better hmm. in this and everything is always an improvement in this it's like well i have a load of points and i'm not even sure i want some of these skills I, I, it's the ones that because you have to be a certain level to spend your points on the really good skills okay. so there's yeah. a lot of like rel- relatively mediocre skills to like choose from it when you're starting out it's like well i could buy those i'm probably not yeah, going to sure. use it or it, whatever do you have to commit to a tree kind or? of not really i mean there's like little um ones that are uh that are like uh together i guess a bit like kind of a bit like in uh did mass effect do that where like you had little trees of well on the ammo things where you could like go oh i'll i'll, I'll upgrade the was it mass effect no i don't think so mm. mass effect was fairly linear streak where, where you got to a certain point and you that's could, right you could choose to specialize i guess that was not i mean which was i know but you were locked into that from that moment on yeah no, well, I guess there are like multi branches which are very uh, thin, uh, like not not very long branches oh, okay. that you can like go down. Um, yeah, because they're, they're like they're split into like three areas, but I don't really see. So it's plausible to fully spec quite. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, yeah, you could spec in certain directions, but it doesn't make a massive difference. To the, well, certain skills like that. I was supposed to ask the game scale that then, because in Skyrim, presumably, you can just level things up. Yeah, you know, make them tougher low you know to keep yeah. the challenge up no matter what your skills are but it's um how does, how does this deal with that or do you just get more powerful i think you that? just get more powerful i think and and it's one of the Presumably things the games like the set the, the missions and stuff just get harder i think they do but i think they're like that was one of the things that a lot of the reviewers quite liked about it was that uh compared to a lot of modern games you actually like, felt you, more powerful you actually get a chance to use the good stuff mm. in before it's not just for the right the last level where everything's really oh, hard anyway yeah, okay. I see what it's like mean, yeah. you get to uh, i'm only like halfway through the game and it's like i've got a fucking flamethrower now and i've yeah. got i've got like a, a rocket launcher now apparently sniper mm. i've got all the awesome tools and i'm gradually getting all the crazy powers and you know, I'm not, I don't have a cloaking device, but I still feel pretty like <laughs> badass, relatively. Cloaking 
and you can do use different tactics on different uh, base. There are a lot of those bases, so you just you, I don't know. It's a fun game. It runs quite nicely. There is definitely some niggles with it, though. I mean, I wouldn't say it was. I was about to say your machine is more. I'd worry about my machine handling it, given that you know it, was, yeah. it, ran, it ran pretty good on your machine, but it wasn't super slick. It's like forty-five frames a second or something. Yeah, so I wonder if my that's kind of its own where your machine's running it like that. I think my one would start to struggle a bit. Like I have the anti-aliasing switched off, and I don't really notice it. Whereas usually I really like having anti-aliasing. Yeah, I didn't notice actually. Yeah, I think it's because of the foliage and stuff. And yeah, like, maybe, maybe. Or, and I have it in full res, obviously. Um, sometimes but, it makes a difference if you don't try it first if you know what I mean yeah. like if you just go into the game and don't bother turning AA on yeah. then then you never know what it could be like could be like yeah, yeah. that's true sometimes it's okay it's like um, I remember back when we had like um, really like first gen 3D cards we're talking here and Startopia was running on them you know it was yeah. that, that sort of era and Startopia had that anti-aliasing option on it that made the game look really nice at the time because yeah. it's like anti-aliasing fuck so good and it makes a real big difference to like how that game looks and it's just like yeah but my system can't really handle it so I'm going to have to turn it off because <laughs> recently there's been some really good stuff in like a very optimised anti-aliasing instead of doing full screen anti-aliasing a lot of them do that FXAA yeah. now, which is really nice, but there is an option for that in Far Cry, and I googled it, and there's a hack to do it, but it didn't look like it made that much difference. Yeah, I, I had it's FXAA really good in Skyrim. Crisis. It's great in yeah. Skyrim. It's it, it's it's a good. It was okay in Crisis. It wasn't <laughs> brilliant. But. I, I mean, it's like it's not as good quality, but it's so much faster. Yeah. Than uh, than, uh, than full screen. Yeah, it's a, you might as well have it rather yeah, than not. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's, like there are, I think it's. It probably is that one where it's most of the time it's negligible effect mm. on how you're on your actual FPS. So it's like, well, yeah. might as well turn that on. Exactly. It's then... pretty nice. So, yeah. Zach, have you got any it's questions like a... about uh, Far Cry 3? I was wondering if you... it doesn't interest you at all. It's weird because it's like a shooter, but it's it's more like a Deus Ex style or, from, well, I guess, Crisis. But it's not, it's not like a linear corridor of like loads of enemies mm. attacking you. It's more like, oh, there's people patrolling, you know, and you have to... Yeah, it's a totally different kind of stuff. It's more my kind of speed. Like I was saying in the game of the year, it's like I think I probably like it because it's like a combination of all the elements that I like. Yeah, maybe rather than I am, I am more intrigued by, by having. I think I'm, I'm more interested in it now, having played Crisis and got a feel for. Because um, while Crisis always had a set out thing, and the levels, it's not you know you never get free reign of the island. Mm. Like, it's like there are levels, and there's, ah, there's a right. definite progression okay. to it. But this you have total free yeah, reign. Yeah, but some of the areas and how you tackle them are really quite large. Right. Yeah. Like, so it does give you that freedom to figure out a way, and then getting my head. You know, it wasn't to my taste at first, but once you get into into it, it's kind of nice. Mm. And you know, presumably this is the same, just with a bit of travel between areas. You know? Yeah. And the vehicles are quite nice and easy. You know, to use. So it gives you the full freedom to try and try and tackle a section how you want. Then yeah, you know, I'm, maybe I'm becoming more interested in this 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 potential style because I was not sold on it before. You've got instant fast travel to anywhere that any base that you've uh, taken over and all that stuff is quite nice. There's just, at the same time there's some weird like UX stuff that is just <laughs> just a, just a bit dumb. 
like uh, like they're pointing out on Reddit and stuff. But there's like the menu's a bit busted on piece. No, it works, but it's like it doesn't quite always work the way you expect, and it's a bit of a, a pain. Like yeah, it's a bit. It's just like that. And there's some weird stuff like um, in, if you want to loot a body, you have to hold down E while you're looking at it. But that's the same key to pick up a weapon. And funny enough, when they die, they drop their weapon right next to them. So every oh, time, yeah. every time you want to loot somebody's body, you have to like maneuver. Be kind of careful. Yeah. Yeah, I need to make sure my hands are going really round retarded. his corpse and not round his gun. It's really dumb. And I need to feel his other weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a few dumb little things like that. That um, and the save system is isn't that great. Like you can't really quick save or anything. And it's, I mean, it does save quite often. a few console things. You mean? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, but see, that yeah. would annoy me. Oh, Crisis would have been such a bitch without quick save. Yeah. That, yeah, without that, I'd have, I th- I'm not sure I'd have enjoyed that game. I really like Quicksilver of saving my way through games. I don't care if well, people... Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, Crisis is really bad for checkpointing. The checkpoints are usually massively far apart. Yeah. And, you know, because it can take you so long to execute your plan. There won't be a checkpoint in that time. No, no. It's like, you need to Quicksilver. Yeah. And it's like, Actually, that is kind of detracting me slightly from wanting to buy it now. No, no, it's Because of, of how much I relied on it. I discovered that you can press F9 to save, um, but I'm not sure... Where it's Yeah, you. exactly. Might but, not uh, put you back. Yeah, it's not as bad as I first found, but uh, it's not too bad. Anyway, so... But, It'd be kind of annoying if you're trying to... If you're really desperately trying to stealth this section because you know how bad it can go because of previous runs. And, yeah. You know, uh, which is how I ended up playing Crisis after a while. I was like, oh, right, no, I, I've, I've tried brute forcing this. I can't do that. I'm going to have to go stealth. And then, um, but then stealth is so hard. <laughs> so that's a bit of Far Cry 3. I'll probably talk more about that in a future. Yeah. But uh, a, a little way to go, I think about halfway through the oh, island. Right. I don't know about the story, but uh, I've done most of the first island. So Yeah, maybe it'll be on my... Uh... Like once it, I think you like once, it once it drops and I go through my list kind of games. It's just a, it's just fun. It's it's a cool game. Uh, it's nice, and it looks great. I don't know. It's just cool. I have played another game this week. Um, oh, last ooh. week <laughs> because it was one pound seventy five in the Steam sale, <laughs> and um, I I tried to play it multiple times, and I started it twice before on Xbox and not finished oh, and I not quite anywhere. So I did I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna actually get somewhere with this. <laughs> so yes, it's Star Wars nice little public, public too. <laughs> Have you played this or no, I've never played you any, any of story. Them. No. Oh, okay. Because Kotor one is really good, obviously because it's the precursor to Mass Effect effectively. Um, from Bioware yeah, so yeah, when yeah. they invented like all that more streamlined RPG. Although of course it still is D and uh, same with the uh, Kotal 2, it still is D&D advanced rules, D&D, yeah. yeah, two rules, but they somewhat streamline the thing. And it is nice playing a more complex, relatively RPG, like this, this serious, like, loot feeling of like, <laughs> yes, every room you're like, oh, more stuff! <laughs> it's constantly picking stuff up and it's quite addictive to, and like, you mess around with your inventory, upgrading individual bits of shit on workbenches and stuff. But anyway, so... Did they release Kotal 1 for PC? Yeah. Or, okay, it is on PC. It's, it's like that's the better one, isn't it? Of the two. Uh, well, people argue about that, and mm. I haven't played all the way through Kotor Two, but I would definitely recommend playing Kotor One. Okay, it's a Bioware game, basically. Yeah. Whereas Kotor Two is Obsidian. It's like the thing about Kotor Two is RPG itch. Um, like, yeah. that, that I'm not sure I have anything that can scratch it unless I go back and play. Well, then again, Zach and I are <laughs> doing this ridiculous FF7 video. Oh uh, yeah, thing, okay. So <laughs> maybe that will scratch it enough. <laughs> 
maybe. So Kotal Two is Obsidian or whatever, and and like, uh, what is it? It's like the writing is even more like because Star Wars was going through a weird period because it was all the prequels and they were so crap and like child <laughs> childish or whatever. Mm. And like um, Kotal was like set three thousand years before and it could do what it wanted and it did some quite dark stuff. But in two, this other developer thought, well, how dark can we really go with Star Wars? <laughs> right, I see. And it's like properly, it actually fits. It's a weird like Star Wars is quite a sort of swashbuckling yeah, happy it's, it's, it's universe almost, it's, in a way. It's, it's, might be why I've sort of never gelled of it too much in some cases because yeah. it is just always so casual. Yeah. Whereas this is really quite uh, grim, kind of. Well, not super grim, but it's quite. You know, it's very adult. It has some tone. Yeah, I mean, it's all about you know. Anyway, so um, but I played the same. All I remember is I've played it two times before, and they were just, and I'd only got past the first area each time. And it's like, why has that happened? And I've done it again, and I've got past the first area, and I realise why now because getting past the first area and off the first planet takes five hours, (laughs) (laughs) and 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 it's like a deserted, abandoned mining base with no one to really like. So it doesn't really show off the game's best points. Well, I don't know because it is very atmospheric, and uh, the right. That's the thing. It's really good. Like some of the character, the characters in even in that opening section, they're really well. Like Kreia, the, the um, sort of elderly woman who's quite mysterious. Is she a Jedi? She seems to know a lot about the Force and so, stuff. So presumably, there's some conversation stuff there, which is obviously heavily where, where yeah. these, these things shine. And, and, and Obsidian have a bit of a track record of making the conversations the best part of their games. And they've done well with the, which KOTOR did, they, of integrating Star Warsiness into even the conversation. Like, the guy you meet, you meet a guy and, and get, get him out of a jail cell, and he's basically a Han Solo character. His name's Aton Rand and stuff. But he literally says things like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, and, then, right. and then it has a little thing that says, Aton Rand has a, like a special ability that means he can sense danger to himself. When he gets a bad feeling, you should save your game. <laughs> oh, that's great! Like, all kinds of crazy stuff like that, and 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 brilliantly, like the the guy who's caused all the problems on this mining thing turns out to be an HK assassin droid. And HK forty seven oh, right, was yeah, the yeah. awesome character, and of course, so well written and, and hilarious and like ter- really scary and we- weird. Like I love that stuff. So that's really cool. But I've got to the same point again. So now it's the challenge. Will I get... This is the third time I've done this. Will I continue? Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think I will. It's not, It's fully voiced and everything, mm. despite being ancient. So it's how, just, how long are those games then? Oh, probably 40 hours. I think... Oh, uh, sorry. I, think, I, was, I was worried that it was going to, like, you just said five hours to get out of the first area that was going to turn into, like, a hundred hour. I think the first game is 40, 42 hours when I played that's it. That's all right. So, oh, that's uh, doable, like. Yeah, it's doable. Um, I think that's my like my 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 preferred. I don't. I think longer than that, and a game is starting to outstay its welcome for me now. Yeah, I think. Like, a- I can't, I'm not sure I could go back and do FF8 for the full 120 hours that I played it before. <laughs> yeah, Kotal's an excellent game. It will look. I mean, it will be outdated mechanically. Like the combat is a bit weird because it tries to do a kind of real pause time mechanic, pause thing. Yeah. jig. it's a bit fucked up. But if you just not worry about that, get your lightsaber out and just chop people up, and it's, it's fine. <laughs> the combat isn't particularly hard actually. You can just kind of mash all the all the combat okay. stuff. So you're not, you're not really. It's not like Final Fantasy. There aren't any like challenging sort of puzzle esque fights, like how old for FF sort of does. Not- as much. There are some hard fights, but no, nowhere near like that. Really, mm. there should be, but they're not. I sort of it's... miss that from modern games a yeah. little bit, how there's, there is, there, there's a better way of 
there's always like a, a technique yeah. that will work because uh, you can just sort of mash your way through most scenarios yeah. now in most games. It's like that's the we mentioned this before, but that's kind of the thing that I kind of wish Guild Wars was better at, like mix things up a bit more and like how you defeat things. Mm-hmm. Or hell, even the Final Fantasy Thirteen wasn't that great at it. At it. So yeah. Um, I will report more back on that once I've uh, played a bit more. I think we should move on to Zach now, seeing as we're running out of time. Chipotle 2 is a bit better at that, isn't it? Supposedly, like mixing up character traits like resistances and things. Well, sort of more so. Well, no, I wouldn't even say more so. I was about to say more so in the second playthrough, but it's not really. I wouldn't say it's more advanced, it's more just like there is one. There's oh, okay. like the armored. The fact that armored enemies, which is basically the robots in the first playthrough, yeah. take crap all damage unless you shoot them with corrosion. <laughs> it's like, that's not really a... Yeah, and then they take tons. It's not really an advanced technique that much. And no, I mean, but it's like the fact that you have to use a certain thing in a certain scenario. I bet me kind of likes that, you know. Well, the thing was, it's yeah, like... The fact that it doesn't explicitly tell you. Well, it's like they... Sometimes. Well, apart from it does in The Warlands 2, where it's, but, you have but, three but, missions in a row where you go talk to Martin at a firing range and he says, this does this, this does this. <laughs> well, sort of, but you know what I mean? It never really, you know, what's coming up and sort of how you then, it never really telegraphs you at that moment. Yeah, I guess. You know, I, you know some, some of that's kind of... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm telegraphing it for you because I've already played it and I'm like, oh, here comes the robots. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a little annoying. <laughs> it's like, well, give me some suspense. <laughs> well, I'm not spoiling the story. No, true, true. And it does do the story a lot better than the first one did. But yeah, it's like... The, I think it, change, it changes slightly in the second playthrough. Well, it's like one of the thing. One of the first things you get is just armored psychos, which oh, is just right. like yeah. it's just a psycho who only who you have to shoot with corrosion damage because they just have an armored health bar, and it's just like, well, that's <laughs> kind of shitty yeah, and annoying. Need to make sure I have a corrosive short range weapon. Yeah, but then also I found myself in the, se- the start of the second playthrough. I actually started using a slag gun. Oh, okay, yeah. To actually do combo damage, because it seemed like I needed more damage output. That's not um, women of ill conduct, is it? It's uh, a mystery. What does that even mean in the context of Borderlands, this purple shit? Well, we haven't really got to it yet, but you like how they're they're mining the iridium to unlock the vault. Oh, I see, it's iridium slag. Yeah, it's just like leftover crap from iridium. Got you. (laughs) That mutates shit. Got your number. This is where you get slagged out of these. I see. That can shoot slag all over the place. <laughs> slag. Yeah. But that might that might have just been a fact of like maybe I just didn't have very good guns at the start of the second place where I didn't find good guns when it suddenly became a lot harder. <laughs> I'm finding the guns a little less satisfying this time so far. Maybe because, you know, I think I think Gerstman talked about this on, on, on Bomb, but you know, how you when you played through Borderlands one and you get towards the end of that. You're getting all the crazy shit, you know, like by by the end of that game. Yeah. And then it's like, you go into Borderlands 2 and you're kind of like, you remember the crazy shit. Well, it's like I said at the start of the second playthrough. Work up to it again. It's like I said at the start of the second yeah. playthrough of Borderlands where it's like, now I have to use shit guns again. <laughs> because the shit guns are mysteriously better than the crazy ones. Yeah. It's like, the crazy ones are fun. Like that grenade launcher thing. <laughs> well, that'll probably be okay for a while. Yeah, those, that seems to work pretty good. are probably okay. Yeah. But then some of the other crazy ones are just rubbish, aren't they? Like the flare. Well, there was, there was shitty ones in Borderlands 1. Like all the... Wavy like, guns. Yeah, that wave gun. Yeah. Completely useless. <laughs> so yeah, we played some more, I guess. Play some more Borderlands. Yeah, what else have you been playing, man? 
Oh, and it works really well on fiber, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> what a surprise. Theoretically, we actually no, don't remember that we... solving our problems or whether it was just a coincidence. Well, yeah. Because, yeah, I had problems connecting to Rob the first time, but then the second time, I didn't seem to have any problems, but I'd set it up the same, and then the third time, we, when he chased the fiber, I didn't do any setup, and it worked. But it was like, was that a coincidence, or was it, a, was it the fiber? <laughs> yeah, and he appeared better, you know, less twitchy and stuff. From my perspective, because I guess it is—it's like you're hosting, basically, yeah, hosting. because it's. Well, I, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if, like, when we're all playing and I'm hosting the voice chat server or something, there's three or four of us in the in the thing. Whether that starts to affect, we're way like, longer. No, <laughs> whether, whether it used to affect my bandwidth, like and stuff, like when we played TF, and it's uh, not any longer. No. What's your up speed on that flavor like? Twenty. Twenty what? Meg. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, is it actually that? Like, that's the real question. I clocked it at eleven last okay. time I did a speed test on it, but I can get seventy out of the download, yeah. which isn't bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty happy. So anyway, what else did I say? Well, um, is that BT Infinity? Sorry. Uh, no, I'm Plusnet. Yeah, you're fiber. Right. Go ahead. It's it's a lot cheaper, and if you're not worried about a 240 gig cap, um. Monthly, then, <laughs> it's fine. and that's a hell of a target to hit. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I was still working to a sixty gig cap not that long ago. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what my my old broadband was was a sixty gig, and that was plenty. It was just barely enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what else did I play? Well, mainly, I was, try- I was trying to think because this week I started playing Minecraft again, which we don't really need to talk about. But I basically what got was the impetus for that. I can't remember. Or <laughs> I can't remember why I started playing it again. I was like, I well, I I need to build something. Well, I watched a video of someone playing it, but I can't remember why I watched that video. <laughs> so it was just like that was the main trigger. But it's basically I got, dreamt it, didn't you? You dreamt you had a need to play Minecraft, maybe. But I just got there's like a big mod pack that combines a lot of the mods I was playing before, like oh, Minecraft cool. and Google Exchange. Oh, nice. But then it like adds a whole ton. It's basically like. There's about six major mods that it matches together, like Billcraft and Equivalent Exchange, and then like four other ones. And then a whole bunch of little mods that do things like mini maps and more Ooh. graphical options, so you can customize it cool. better. So I was playing that, and it's like, yeah. But of course, really, what all I've done is started the new world and got back to where I was. <laughs> it's like, I have to go through the whole tree of working up all the Equivalent Exchange stuff again. And now I'm back to that point. And now it's like, now these new things. Apart from it, probably won't be. It'll probably be now Buildcraft again, because I haven't actually done that in this playthrough. <laughs> Start off all my mines and all that shit. And the automatic sorting. Need to work out what the magic sort Yeah, the, ma- the magic mod. Fireballs. Probably fireballs. Magic, magic. Oh, oh one, one, one of the things that has, well, one of the, well, two of the sort of minor mods that kind of make it feel really weirdly different is like there's one that gives you a ton more different animals and enemies uh-huh. so that like makes the world feel quite different because it's like oh there's an ostrich or something <laughs> or a rat or I don't know random uh, horses and stuff <laughs> but there's also like well I guess it's also included with a lot of these mods is like more sound effects obviously all the animals have their special sound effects uh-huh. but there's also like an atmospheric sounds mod 
where it had like wind and and like when you're underground, it makes rumbling noises and stuff. Cool. And that actually makes it feel quite different as well. Actually, the, when you're on the surface and it's playing with, like the wind sound effects, that makes it feel a lot like worm because it's basically that same kind of oh, right. like exposed windy countryside so, noise. Right. <laughs> it's just like I could be playing worm again. Apart from this, is much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't physics really work with square particles? Well, I've seen, I've seen. There's a not a, to, a mod I only ever saw a video of, but there's definitely a mod that makes it so that it like can warp the cube geometry, so it can like make the cubes of leaves like wobble in the wind. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird looking. That was yeah. That must look really odd. But yeah, I never installed that one. What we really want is just like a two or three frame animation, a bit like seconds yeah, yes. where the like leaves just sort of change. <laughs> and speaking of weird mods, in a totally unrelated thing to anything I've been playing, but related to that Final Fantasy VII thing that we might theoretically do. Yes. When I was looking for the proper patches to get Final Fantasy VII working better in Windows, mm. I discovered there's there's some ridiculous fan effort that has been going on for years, apparently, where they've modded. Basically, they've modded Final Fantasy VII to replace all the in-game models with really highly poly models based on Advent Children. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it looks really weird, but kind of awesome at the same time. Oh, wow. Oh, we must try this. <laughs> not- I, I, I want to see that in action. Yeah. I, I watched the video, but it also had some other stuff. Where Presumably like- that must look like... Shit, then when the FMV kicks in, because that will have like the old <laughs> I, I presume they've like done composited some... the FMV, yeah, or something. Man, that's a hell. Of it a does seem like it, like a you know many well, years <laughs> effort. <laughs> so some of those FMVs have the chibi models. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, they are which, just... which are really fucking chunky to try and edit out. I suppose if you're putting it with a sleep. Well, then again, if you're talking about Evan children, it's like Cloud wears a ridiculously huge ass trench coat. <laughs> Maybe, but it'll still kind of like be slim and tall. I suppose. I guess, but it works, and it looks kind of weird. Have they not, have they texture updated any of the rest of the like? I don't know. Um, I didn't really watch like it. Battle arenas. I or... didn't really watch very much of it. But I mean, one of the other mods that I got was the one that makes it running double resolution. Yeah, that would be cool. Which is nice. Yeah. That, but even just with the old models, that yeah. makes it look quite a lot better. Twelve eighty by nine sixty or yeah. something. Yeah. You can make it run in a you know. Well, I was about to say you can make it run in a square resolution, but it run, you can either have it in that resolution, or you can add black bars to make it run in a 5x4 resolution, which is good for my mods, but still shit for your one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll, fi- we'll fill with that for yeah, when we try and make a recording. That'd be cool, though. So yeah, that's the Final Fantasy VII, in theory. And then the other thing I played the previous week before Minecraft distracted me this week was uh, I during the Christmas sales, but not on Steam, I got Pharaoh, which is just like an old, like an Egyptian style SimCity, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of. one of those. Not games. really. It's more like I'm trying to think of a game. It's more like it's more like Trophico, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like a you know, you're not building a civilization as such. You're building like a little single city, and it has to have a specific purpose. To like, well, obviously in Pharaoh, it's like the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> the main goal. Hmm. But I was thinking about it, and it's like. One of the ways it's different from Tro- Tropico 3, I was trying to... Well, I didn't really think of Tropico 3 first. I thought of Ferris first, because I was thinking, like, when you're playing this game, most of what you're doing is not really so much playing the game as just, like, trying to find ways to exploit the systems. Oh. Sort of like SimCity, where it's like... 
where you can just build a grid and it works, but then you inevitably get like all the traffic goes down this one road because they're retarded and they don't have proper pathfinding. Yeah. So you have to do stupid things like delete the junctions to force them to spread out down the individual roads, like I did in SimCity. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like that in Pharaoh, where it's just like the way their the resources are distributed is like each resource building like the well that creates that gives you water or like the fire station where which prevents shit from <laughs> gives <on> fire. you <laughs> fire <laughs> yeah basically it's like those buildings create a person on the road and then they just randomly walk around your road network and any buildings they pass gain the resource basically uh-huh. but because it's because it's random walking it's like you don't want random, because no. that potentially leaves it where, like, they might not go this way for a while, and then your building's all burnt down. Oh, okay. So good. really what you're doing, what, like, you end up, I ended up, like, trying to invent ingenious ways to exploit it, where it's like, well, obviously, all the all the types of resources that only need to go to houses, uh-huh. you can just build, like, have your houses on a road on- that goes to the industrial area, but then on the other side, have another road that only has the service industries on it. So they only have service people walking up and down. So you connect one side of the houses to that and the other side yeah. to the industry. So, so you never have, they don't waste their time walking into the industrial zone. It's a weird design decision. Isn't yeah, it? I, I mean, it's just, you know, because it's an old game, I assume it's just a limitation. Yeah, Sims 2 is an old game and doesn't. Well, Tetris 2 has, doesn't distribute resources. It has a node-to-node system. Well, yeah, but <laughs> still probably better. It's basically the same, apart from, like, square-based. <laughs> Less random. Well, yeah. but can't, that's, can't wait to see the, whether SimCity actually fixes these things. Yeah, exactly. It's just, just as bad as always. That's what I've been yeah. thinking about. as bad as always. Because when I was thinking about... That's where I was comparing it to Tropico 3, because in Tropico 3... You can put a building anywhere and it'll work. It'll just work really shittily because if you don't, like, just stick a farm on a hill a mile away, people will literally just walk to it. <laughs> it may take, like, three days or something, but it works. So, yeah, that's, like, where Tropico, free, Tropico is different. It's just, like, it just doesn't care. It, it'll let you do it. It'll just be really crappily efficient. <laughs> Whereas Pharaoh, you just have to exploit the systems. Hmm. Mysterious. But then, after I'd worked worked out this plan, the problem with Pharaoh is like, well, the real the real problem with Pharaoh is the way that it works with the housing because it's it's one of those games where you build like a housing zone and then people move in. But then, as the housing zone gets serviced by more and more resources, the houses upgrade to like higher capacity. But that so that's like that becomes a problem because you're like. It's like, I need this many workers right now, but in the future, these houses will get upgraded, and so more people will live in the same area, but then they won't have jobs unless I supply them with more jobs. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you have to, like, kind of predict what your population is going to be like, or, yeah. like, limit, to ha- limit the distribution of resources, so, like, these houses aren't going to upgrade as much. <laughs> is, is this random element supposed to, like, you're right, it doesn't make a lot of sense in the case of the fire thing, but for, like, resource distribution, was it trying to perhaps simulate a little bit more of an organic growth. Well, you know, it's just something you have less, con- you purposefully have less control <laughs> over because, you know, you're, you may be running the city, but, you know, SimCity always gives you that probably too much control, like compared to real life sometimes. Maybe. You know what I mean? It's, uh, um, maybe they were attempting a, a slightly more realistic feel with this. But apart from it's not really, it's kind of, an, it's actually really annoying in fairy. It's like, if, if like, the water carrier doesn't go past buildings for a while. They dissolve, devolve all the way back to level one. 
Okay. So it's like everyone just leaves. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Which could really suck. And like at least, in at least one city, I very nearly had an entirely a, like a whole economic collapse because it was like one row of my buildings devolved, and then all the people who were there were working. Well, not all of them. It's just like a significant proportion of that population was working in this type of building, which was also supplying the resources, and then they devolved again. And it was like, oh Jesus, everyone's just left. <laughs> so I had to reload the save and be like, okay, let's not let that happen. Because <laughs> otherwise my entire economy just collapses instantly. Let's not do that again. Because <laughs> there's too many service industries. So, yeah, that's another way it's a lot like Tropico, where it's just like, you have a really tiny amount of houses compared mm-hmm. to the number of actual <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jobs. shops and jobs and things. Yeah, that's so, yeah, right. That's basically what I've been playing. Okay. Cool. More or less. I mean, there's been small things, but not anything in particular. I play quite a lot more FTL. I saw you play. Got, got, got any more unlocks? No. No. I had a really, I had some really annoying runs where it was just like, the first run I played, I was trying to do the stupid rock ship, which is like, all it has is missiles, which is really difficult because obviously you just run out of missiles. Mm. <laughs> and on that run, I picked up like the secret thing that would have unlocked the crystal cruiser. Oh shit. And be almost immediately. And I was like, well, that, that's just not going to happen. I'm just going to fail. And then, like, the next sector, that same event where you get the thing that gives you the critical experience, I happened again. And I was like, wait, I can have two of these? Oh, <laughs> Even more pointless. <laughs> oh dear. That's a shame. Oh well, you'll get it eventually. Yeah, maybe. Right, we're coming to the end of this podcast. Yeah, it's pizza time. Yes, it is pizza time. Oh my time. god, I'm hungry. <laughs> like, you may need to get on and order it. I was saying I was hungry before we even started this podcast. This yeah. Are you going to get a large? Yeah. We started talking and, about and, pizzas and, and start this podcast. Some. That was maybe an indicator. Oh. Are we getting a hut or a, or a, or a domino? Are we getting ready or... Yeah, we're getting Sorry. a loafy pizza. <laughs> a loafy, full-bodied loafy pizza. A full, or a light-bodied loafy cream. Uh, uh, creamy loafy pizza. Light-bodied creamy pizza. Well, that's what we're eating tonight. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Saladcast. Uh, next time, more for about more for yeah. Don't or... be afraid, you know, come, come contact us at some point if you listen. Please do spread the word, get stuff out, watch our videos. Watch our videos. We have videos. Yes, this site is updated with uh, with many gameplay videos. <laughs> more to come. Uh, but thanks for joining us for this cast, and we'll catch you again next time. Ruffle. Bye. Bye. That's like, but there's also like, but there's also like a, like, like a, you know, what I was about to say was, uh, I, more like, or like the fire, which is just like an old, like, a, but, but yeah, you know. Yeah.